You are now listening to the Friends of Rugby podcast. Relax your anus. Balls. Thick thighs. Camille Shat. Where's his neck? Eddie Jones. You fuck, mate. We're nice now. One. Okay, now we're recording. We're live. Welcome, friends. How you doing? How you doing? I'm yeah, I'm good. How are you? Good. Yeah, I've got a beer. Yeah, we got beers. Yes. It's the evening. Blue ribbon. <laughs> this is some cheap what, stuff. Whatever. <laughs> Bring your own next time. Just like come here and you give me this cheap beer. Do you know what, mate? You can have fucking nothing next time. <laughs> Who drinks blue ribbon? I do. It's good. This is a beer that like a guy, some hillbillies will be like driving around in their truck, shooting shotguns and drinking blue ribbon. That sounds like a Canadian thing. I don't know what you're talking about. Mm. Well, do you want to let the no- people know uh, the date? Uh, January. Yeah. Wait for it. 20. Oh. Yeah. There you go. Very good day. And uh, what do we have on the menu today? Yeah, we got, we're going to talk about the Champions Cup mm. recap. So today's games, yesterday's games, we're going to do Six Nations squads. Oh, yeah. And then we're going to do some spicy news. Ooh, some spicy news. Yeah. Yeah. I got some stuff to say. Conspiracies? I had one in mind. Oh, yeah. But uh, I don't think I'm going to talk about it. Really? Yeah. It makes me sound salty. And I've done enough of that. I might ask you later. All right. Because you always got to bring up a conspiracy. All right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we got a fan question again. Yeah, we do. We're rolling in. Well, we got two, right? Yeah. We got two. We've maintained our record, which is good. So, uh, yeah. they just keep coming back for more. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, we got two. Yeah. I mean, one of them we're going to incorporate into our Six Nations squad discussion. Mm-hmm. Because it's all anyone's talked about all week. I'm a little bit sick of it, so I'm not going to talk about it too much. I think everyone knows what I'm talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. You will. You I, will. I will? Oh, yeah, you will. Okay. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Champions so, uh, Cup. Friday's games. Yeah, that was... Is that Connor? Bristol was that yeah. Friday? Conic Bristol. Start there then. What do you think? That's your team. It's my boys. Yeah, good win. Yeah, I don't know what's going on with Bristol. I think they lost a few key players when they were doing well, and they haven't really recovered. Callum Sheedy is the worst ten in the Premiership. I didn't. <laughs> not my words. I think he's great. I don't yeah. think he's great. I think he's fine. But, just uh, 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 they just don't have it in them. No, they don't. Do they? Yeah. No. I, I think, think uh, mm. they probably gave up on the Champions Cup. Yeah. Which is which is funny because you don't really need to win games to progress to the knockout stages in this tournament, do you? Yeah. Apparently. They've, they've only won one game. Yeah. Well, that's enough for other teams, apparently. Yeah. I guess it is. You can win one game and you can get onto the next yeah. knockout. I hate this format. <laughs> this is the best format oh, for any tournament ever. Oh, I'm going to talk about that in a minute as well. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's just like, if you tried, you make it into the knockouts. It's like watching Canadian football. You can lose every single game and go to the knockout stages. Hey, you don't be knocking Canadian football there, okay? I like it. It's national just, treasure. All four teams. <laughs> what, there's eight? Oh, is there? Uh, I don't mind it. I don't mind it. I just think it's stupid that you can make the playoffs and lose all the games. I think there's only one or two teams that don't make... The playoffs. Yeah, it's usually like CFL. two out of eight or something. No, it's like two out of ten or something like that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I can't remember how many teams there are. I, well, I can name them all, but mm. off the top of my head. 
But yeah, I don't know. Just there wasn't much to this game. Like Connick just wanted it more. They did. There was a there was a red card for Bristol as well, and there was a head stamp on uh, Beelham. Oh yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. You see that? Yeah. yeah. And uh, I don't think it was deliberate, but uh, I think I want to talk about the red card in the Munster game as well. Oh yes, yes, Sim- yes, yes, yes. It's similar. Maybe it's different, but similarities are that even if it was a rugby incident, even if it wasn't deliberate, you've still got to give it a red card. Yeah. Yeah, right. I totally agree. Well, when we when we, when we get there, we'll mm. we'll talk about that one. Yeah, but that's yeah. it. Connect just they were going to win that game regardless. I I didn't have any doubt throughout the week. No, no. So yeah, I like Bristol, but yeah, whatever. Next uh, year, Glasgow did it. Glasgow did a job. Yeah, I like Glasgow as well. Toulon are in trouble. They just haven't been doing good all F- around. No, who's the owner? Murad Bujalal. I don't know. Some- Psychopath, millionaire. Do you think he just walks into the yeah. locker room with a gun? <laughs> Spits on somebody. <laughs> Waves it around. Yeah, chases him out with a shotgun. I need win. to look this guy up because I hear always like random stories about this fucking He's guy. He's a character. Yeah. Is he? He's. I think he made his money as a comic book salesman. Is, like not on the street, like a real businessman. Is Toulon the team where Julian Savea mm. played on and he just yeah. said a bunch of shit yeah. like he wasted his money on yeah him. <laughs> yeah I mean he kind of did he did you know he was sometimes he's right sometimes he says things which we're all thinking and sometimes he's just a piece of shit so, yeah oh man know. but anyway Toulon are in trouble Glasgow yeah. happy with the win I'm sure so how many uh, games have uh, Toulon won in this I mean uh, Glasgow won in this tournament well like I they're said they're 2 and 2 so they're like already in the knock they're probably in advanced knockout stages that's <laughs> how <laughs> <laughs> yeah well even in the knockout stages, you don't like the the who's going to play who is still kind of stupid. Yeah, because you don't play the same team. You don't play any teams that are in your league. Yeah. So. Yeah, you never meet some teams. So um, like Glasgow is in the same thing as Munster, and uh, yeah, yeah, they don't play each other. But uh, yeah, who did Glasgow beat? They beat. They Too- lost to the Chiefs. Oh, in the Champions Cup. Uh, well. Too long yeah. yesterday. I, I can't remember who they else. They beat Toulon. Yeah. So they must have. They lost to Bayon. Yeah. And they lost the Chiefs. Yeah. So does that mean they and they played four games? So yeah. They must have beat Northampton. They didn't beat Northampton. The, I'm looking at this. The well, no, mighty no, 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 they couldn't. They couldn't have because Northampton has zero. There might, uh, is there another round? There's another round. Oh. That's the thing is okay. they haven't played them yet. Right. That makes sense. Yeah, because. Well, they nearly beat Exeter, didn't they? With that, as we talked, the controversial final minute scrum. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, they're not doing badly. Like even though even though uh, Toulon aren't playing the best, like nearly beating Exeter is an achievement. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna say Toulon's a horrible team. No, they're not a bad team. But they're just not playing their A game this year. This is the end of the previously good. Like Saracens aren't doing too good either. So, no, uh, you it's know, kind of a weird. The old guard are falling. Yeah, it is true. And then uh, if we jump over to today's games, yeah, the Bulls uh, beat Bordeaux. They did. I'm so I was surprised. So I I thought the Bulls would win, mm. but I was pretty surprised by the score. Yeah, and and the Bulls had a, like a forty twenty lead. Yeah, at halftime. Right. So Bordeaux like climbed their way back almost to a win. Yeah. Do you so, think it was the South Africa effect that meant that kind of made them? grind it out a bit or uh i don't know um i didn't look at the team sheets i don't know if they they sent like a full squad down there i doubt it because i think bordeaux yeah they don't need to worry about winning it i yeah they don't have to worry about winning it so we're starting to see that in the later stages yeah and i thought that might have been the case 
I'll talk that about that in a minute. I'm all yeah, over the place. They had three like when when Bordeaux went down to the Bulls, they mm. were they were already three games up. Yeah, exactly. So they didn't need to uh win this game. No, they so, did not. So I don't know how important it is to them to like come in first to get home field advantage for like an extra game at their stadium. Yeah. Cuz then that's Monday. I think as well like you never want to lose a game. Like I, I hate that idea that people throw games. No rugby team ever throws a game. You might play some inexperienced guys if you know you're going to progress. Yes, they don't. They're not going down there to. Well, what does that say when you when you when you send the B the B team? Mm. You you don't really give a fuck. I don't know. I think when well you've got to play your inexperienced guys sometimes. Why not do it in the games that are less important? And I'm not you know a B team implies that, that like, like everyone's different. It sounds to me like you're throwing a game. I don't think they're throwing a game. Because it doesn't matter if you win or not. There's less pressure, and you do want momentum, mm-hmm. so even those games you don't need to win, you want to win them. Yeah. But I don't I don't buy that they threw it. And a team like Bordeaux have got decent depth, you know? Yeah. Their B team, like Leinster, like La Rochelle, is still a good team, right? Bordeaux, and they're, they're, they're going to be one of my favorites to win this, too. They're doing fucking mm. amazing. Yeah. I read something, I don't know if it's true, the South Africans can't get home semi-finals. They have to be played at a neutral venue. Am I talking shit? Did I just dream that? Um, I think that was the last time. Okay. When they first entered. Right. Yeah. Okay. They <laughs> they're like, no. Yeah, you have to be in Europe. Yeah, and I think that was like in. That. I think that was in. Oh, that, only, maybe that was a COVID thing. That was it? only for the knockouts. Right. Yeah, for last uh, last years. I should have researched this. I'm talking <laughs> shit. <laughs> Boy, Let me uh. Let me, so let me think about something. Wildly. Um, are, are the South African teams going to be in the European yeah. Champions Cup? <laughs> Is it true? <laughs> are they playing this year? <laughs> Fuck. Uh, Let's move on to so yeah, more familiar a... pastures. Oh uh, yeah, Harlequins Ulster. Oh fuck. Uh, I like Ulster as well. Harlequins look dangerous. Yeah, they do. I, I here's a statistic I do know: they've never won a knockout game in a European Cup. The Harlequins? Mm, in, sorry, in the Champions Cup. Oh, really? So uh, they look they look good, though. Cardiff aren't the best team. Like, Cardiff haven't won a game in this. They beat them pretty comfortably. So Ulster are a better team than Cardiff, and yep. they probably have more motivation to and stay in the fight. they destroyed them. They did. This was yeah. embarrassing. That's a huge... 47 to 19. Yeah, that's a hammering, isn't it? Good old-fashioned hammering. I gotta... Just give me a couple seconds. I gotta look at this, like, team sheet here, because this is nuts. Like, was Marcus Smith on the on the field here? Yeah, he's playing. Oh yeah, there he is. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, it wasn't there wasn't no one was undercooked. No. That's just an embarrassing. Or Harlequins are really good. They've been getting better mm. in the prem and in this championship every yeah, game. They have when they beat Cardiff. As much as it was a a bitter pill to swallow, like they played well. Harlequins played well, so. Mm-hmm. They've got a, a kind of an all-court game, you know? Well, it's not hard to play well against Cardiff. Shut up. <laughs> Shut your dirty mouth. But yeah, if I was Ulster, I'd feel bad for uh, I'd feel bad for that outcome. Yeah. That sucks. Because where are they now? They, yeah, they've got one win, three losses. Still still progressing, probably, based so, on this format. That's fine. Kind of shitty for them. Yeah. they got some good players, too. Mm. It's not like Ulster's a team of... like no. No, that I, I I kind of rate them in the same. They have a similar style of game to me as Glasgow, and I always sort of put Glasgow and Ulster as yeah, they they're usually kind of the runners up in the URC, but they both have good attacking games. They want to run with the ball a lot, and uh, it's sad to see them, 
lose to a better team, but I, I, I thought they might even win. They could potentially win the URC at the start of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. The difference between Glasgow mm. and Ulster mm. is Glasgow is way better at closing out games. Yeah, more clinical. Yeah, they yeah. can. Yeah, they're better in the last half of the game. I think I said this in our very first episode. Ulster are Ulster's worst enemy. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it was. A, it was about rivals. It was a question about rivals. Like who's Ulster's rival? Are Ulster or Ulster's mm-hmm. rivals? They love shit in the bed, don't they? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about the game of the weekend too. After this, Racing uh, Cardiff. <laughs> Racing Cardiff, the game. Oh, of the my weekend. boys! I'm so proud of them, actually. Yeah. Oh, genuinely. Yeah. I thought, um, considering the squad Racing have, like, Sia Khaleesi scored a try. Yeah. Um, you know, Cardiff were up at the start as they were against Harlequins, mm-hmm. and they fought hard. They got a couple of tries at the end, so the scoreline doesn't look as terrible as you might have thought it would. But halfway through the game. So I'm pretty pleased with them. Like, you know, considering the resources and the squad they've got, they've got a really young squad that have been kind of forced to play. They've been forced to play their young guys. They're doing all right. Like, I'm, I'm not too worried about Cardiff. I would say they're the one of the Welsh regions in a better situation. As much as they're losing games, they're still getting huge crowds at uh, at home. So, yeah, whatever. We're, we're going to lose some games for two Who or three years. Who has the most years, crowds in Wales? I think it's Cardiff right now. Yeah, because yeah, they, they've sold out a few games recently. Yeah, I would not be surprised. And I mean, it's the biggest city in Wales. So, you know, more yeah. people to sit on seats nfl veteran christian wade scored that's a- <laughs> right yeah i was gonna link that into the six nation squad but yeah good point christian wade scored a try after failing nfl in the veteran NFL, so, NFL yeah, yeah. exhibition game veteran uh, i feel bad for veteran. that guy because when he played his warm-up game in the nfl like he scored a really incredible touchdown with his first touch of the ball and they were like no nah, we don't want you like, what's it more what the what do you need to do to be oh there, there was probably a lot going on yeah yeah like he's not, like he drank the wrong smoothie in training or something. No, like, is it that serious? It's probably, uh, there's probably a lot of things. There's probably like off the line speed. He was like a quarter of a second slower than some slower other guy. Than somewhere, <sighs> someone else. Brutal, like, eh? Yeah, because football is about like milliseconds mm. and like tiny fractions. Yeah. Right? Because the play happens so fast. Yeah. So everything has to happen perfectly in that time frame. Yeah. Right? When rugby, you have more of a, you have to build into things. You build into your play. You build into yeah. your phases and stuff. You've got to be good at a lot of things in rugby. Yeah. You've got to be good at one specific thing in, in American football. Yeah, and you have to be the best at it. Right. So if your job is to like, like in the NFL, I don't know how I can put this as an example. Like if you have to put a can on a shelf, like you got to put it better what? on a shelf than anyone ever. <laughs> this is an amazing comparison. <laughs> I'm trying to think of it. To make it <laughs> That's simple. good. That's funny. Right? Yeah. All right. So, so it's like yeah. putting on a can on a shelf. Yeah, that was a bad. Else. That's fine. It's we'll funny. edit that out. No, we won't. <laughs> yeah, fucking, fucking no way. Keeping that. that as gold. No one's going to fucking hear that. Shit, I'm editing this week. <laughs> um, Leicester. Leinster. This is going to be hard. I'm going to fuck Leicester, up Leicester, on uh, talking about these two teams. Let's just say. Um, I don't think. I don't have too much to say about this. Leinster just doing what they've done repeatedly, which is not letting the other team play. They're so good at just mm-hmm. keeping the ball and they don't want to give you the ball and they're not letting go of it until they score and they make other good teams look crap. Well, it didn't start... The game didn't start off like that. No? No. Like, um, Leicester... I'm going to mm. make sure I get these right. Yeah. I'm going to fuck it's, this up. Yeah, it's a bit of a um, twister. They came out hard at the beginning and yeah. it looked kind of like... I think they scored first. Yeah. And I was watching. I was like, fuck. Mm. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, after this... And then when the second half, they just looked tired. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Leinster just like wears you out. They chip away at you, don't they? They chip away at you. They're just yeah. all over like the yeah. the breakdown. Their breakdown is incredible. incredible. Their breakdown speed is incredible. Yeah. And the way they secure ball, 
is really mm-hmm. quick, right? So they do have some, you know, when they're committing guys to a breakdown, it does leave them a little vulnerable, but they're so confident in securing ball that no one's going to steal it anyway, right? Yeah, they're just so good all over the field. Yeah. And they're so in sync. Yeah, they are. And uh, another thing about this game too is, um, <clears throat> sorry, um, Harry Byrne. Mm. Like, I know there's a bit of talk about the 10 and stuff like that, but Harry Byrne had a game. Man, yeah. his pass is fantastic. It's like a fucking bullet. Looks like, remember when Owen Farrell does those passes, skips three guys, mm-hmm. and it does look like a bullet, like it's got a jet engine in the ball, right? He's catching the ball right at the line and just firing it out yeah. like in seconds. Yeah. Like he's just right at the line, he's catching it and then taught and then, and then, um, uh, straight to the wing. Yeah. Just yeah. like, just gone. Yeah. As soon as it's in his hands, he's picking something that's gone. Yeah. And uh, he also went off injured. Uh oh. So well, when we talk about the Six Nations squads, yeah. So that was uh that was kind of thing. It kind of went off, and they brought in uh, the kid, Prendergast, the, the future of Irish rugby. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he looks like a child. Yeah, he does. Out there, he played pretty good. Yeah, he needs to fill out a bit. I think we he's said flying that off of tackles though. So, like he's falling off him, like he's not making. He's not him? Getting, he's not getting knocked over, but like he's grabbing the guy, and the guy's run, running through him, and then he's mm. kind of flying off to the side. It's hard to get low when you're that tall and you're in a in the ten position as yeah, well. Yeah, he looked a little timid in contact. Oh, to me, that's yeah. all I thought. Yeah, yeah. And Leicester, a physical team. Yeah. So know? I thought that was kind of yeah. He just didn't look very. Uh, he did. It wasn't like he was gonna hold his ground when he was going into contact. I think he's twenty years old or twenty one though. No, so. I think he's younger than that. I yeah, think he was like in the he was the U twenty six nations last year, so yeah, he's may still legally be a child. I think he's nineteen or yeah. I think he's like nineteen. He's not allowed to drink yet, mate. So yeah, don't worry about it. But otherwise, yeah, I think that was a Leinster. I don't. I don't. Well, I was kind of worried about the game at first because Leicester's uh, forward pack, but they didn't do no. They I, kind don't of think, I don't they think they look Pollard played well either. Like Andre Pollard isn't didn't have the the best game. I didn't think, and uh, I think he's getting a bit old. Mm. He's kind of their their big star signing, and I think his forward pack wasn't doing enough for him mm. to get him good ball. Fair enough. Yeah, because they looked bagged at the end of this game. Yeah. Ugh. No, this fucking game. Yeah. <laughs> I shouldn't laugh. <laughs> I am on the Northampton hype train, though, so I please too, excuse me it, it, if I gloat. Only against certain teams. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you do like Munster, don't you? Fuck, they... Munster, like... Mm. They need to, like, all go into a cold shower, Yeah. sit down and cry after this game, because that was fucking brutal. I think... Uh, weren't Northampton down to 13 at one point as well? Yeah, and mm. then they had a red card yeah. for the whole second half. Can we talk about that red card, actually? Do you want to talk about that quickly? Yeah, why don't you explain the red card? So, as far as I could see, uh, the hooker goes into a breakdown. Is it Chris Langton? Curtis Langton, I think? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Northampton hooker. Knees. Who did he knee in the head? I didn't see... Tom Ahern. Tom Ahern. Yeah. Right. That looked... The first one looked accidental, genuinely, right? Like, he mm-hmm. went into the breakdown, clocked him in the head. Or the guy actually looked like more like he fell onto his knee. Mm-hmm. looked painful. Mm-hmm. And then the second bit, where he kind of knees him in the head again, I don't want to say it was deliberate, but you shouldn't be in that situation, right? So it's definitely a red card, as far as I'm concerned, whether it's deliberate or not. I'm not going to speculate too much, but, like, don't be... What annoys me these days in the game is... There was a period, and I think we're still seeing it, where people fly into breakdowns. Yeah. And it's reckless. And I mm-hmm. know it's a physical sport, but if you have to dangerously enter a rec- uh, ruck, you've already lost the ball. Leave it, you know? Yeah. Be safe out there. 
<laughs> I really want to watch these guys play a lot. Yeah. So it's definitely a red card. Uh, you know what? I'm not. I wasn't uh, upset by the red card. Yeah. If it wasn't a red card, if it was just a yellow, mm. I kind of would have been okay with that too. Yeah. But a knee to the head, that could kill you. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, it's pretty fucked up, but mm. I don't know if it was like, yeah, I just, when I was watching it, it didn't look totally on purpose, but I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I'm not saying it was on purpose. It's or an not. unfortunate situation that happened, and but just don't be the in guy that situation. Was in a rec- yeah, it was just reckless. Yeah, that's the word. So, yeah, I guess it deserves a red. Yeah, totally. Fuck him. <laughs> Fuck that guy. <laughs> well, it didn't help because they lost, so. Yeah. Well, yeah, I don't know how Munster. Northampton are really good. That's the, that's the first thing I should say. They're good game managers as well. So I think they're, they're, they're one of the teams, if they go down to 14, they could probably manage it better than a lot of teams. But there's, yeah, it's just this, like this grind. There's this dog they're missing in their game. Like that mm. game, they had that game on lockdown. Yeah. And they just faded. Yeah. And this is another thing I talked about uh, Jack Crowley. Yeah. About how when, like, uh, when they start going on the back foot, he kind of mm. dissolves. Yeah. I kind of felt that in this game too again. Mm. Right. Like, he could have been... Like, you're looking for him to, like, produce something. Yeah. Yeah. And then, like, I think in the last, like, 10 minutes or five minutes, they brought Joy Carberry on. I find with Craig Casey as well, sometimes it wasn't in this game, but I have seen a few games, where, especially when it's bad weather and Munster on the back foot, the handling errors creep in a little bit more than you'd expect, and he looks a bit nervous. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Munster are historically a very physical, forward-heavy team, right? Maybe... Maybe they depend on that so much that they're back. They're nine and they're ten. Just lose their mind when they're not dominant up front. Yeah, because in the from the from like the twenty minute mark to about fifty sixtieth minute. Yeah. Monster looked like they were on fire. Yeah. And then they just fade it. Mm. So I don't know. That's a letdown. They're gonna they got they better. They're probably feeling really shitty about that. The comeback kings, Northampton, eh? They are the comeback kings, aren't they? Because didn't yeah. they like have to come back? Game. Yeah, Exeter game. I'll never forget. That's still one of my favorite games of yeah. the last while. Like, yeah, they did. They did come back, and they were down like four tries or something. This has got to be the Saints' year all around. If Champions Cup mm, and yeah. uh, the Prem. If they don't win something, I'd be upset. If I was a Saints fan, you know. Yeah, because everything's. Yeah, the whole tra- uh, trajectory for these guys is, you know. Yeah. A championship somewhere. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to win the Champions Cup. No, I don't think so. I definitely could. It's possible, but I think I think they'll have a hard, much harder time against Leinster. Yeah, or uh, Bordeaux. So mm-hmm. we'll see. Start, start, France. Stormers. Start, France. Stormers. These fucking guys yeah. had this game, and then in the sixty seventh and sixty sixth minute, they took two fucking yellow cards. These fucking <laughs> idiots. Like they had this fucking game. Yeah. Yeah, and then they just handed it over. That that I must have been watch so this. depressing this if is, you were in the stands. This is the one I know least about, so I'm kind of happy that it wasn't just. A, <laughs> this was you know, a grindy game. Yeah. So like, if you're if you were in the fans watching this fucking game. Yeah. Like, uh, it was a good game to watch. Yeah. And <laughs> these fucking guys, like these French guys, this they they had this game, and those two yellow cards at the end just fucked them. They franced it up, eh? Yeah, they completely franced it up. No. Like they just handed that game over. I don't know if they're gonna be uh they're gonna be out now. They might be out now. Stade Francais, really? Fuck, they're no. they're 0 and four. Oh, they might actually be out then. Yeah. One of the one of the one of two teams that are actually out of the All they need Champions to do is get Cup. a point, maybe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it. Yeah, probably. But uh yeah, that was like their game to win. And because uh, the Stormers came to play. Yeah. And uh 
Yeah. Fuck. These South African teams, it's like I was saying a while ago, they, it's like they play like with a point to prove. Like they've got a big chip on their shoulder. Like everyone wrote us off. I was like, nobody wrote you off. You're South Africans. You won the I World think Cup. it was just that they weren't allowed to play in the park. Right. In the playground. And they finally are allowed. So they're just like, <laughs> yeah, we're going to be here to stay. You know? It just they want to win. They this are championship. kicking the European like, doors right in, aren't they? They want this European. They want. They want to be all so up in the bad. Six Nations as well. Oh yeah. They want to slither inside the Six Nations. You watch. You watch. Mark my words, and I'm not going to oh, be happy about it. Guarantee in the next uh, five years. Yeah. A South African team will win the European Champion Cup. I, yeah. Yeah. Would not be surprised. Mm-hmm. Would and not they want surprised. it so bad. Yeah, they do. Yeah. Yeah. They want it. They want in, don't they? They want to, because those those fans, they want to rub it in the face. It's like, yeah, yeah, fuck you, Northern Hemisphere. I know. Why do they? Why are they like? Why? Where's the animosity? That's all. Like, I'm a lot of South African fans seem really nice, but they're always so fired up. You About know, the they're like American sports fans. They're like, fuck you, we beat you. Like, relax. <laughs> no, it's fine. Well done. <laughs> I told you we would. Like, relax. It's fine. Yeah, I think they get tired of the whole. Like uh, the media in the north, be like, "Oh, it's the northern time." Yeah, like we're just... looking down on them or something. And yeah, then we're not. But they always just come up here and just piss all over. Yeah, everything. And it is hard to go and play in South Africa as well. Isn't yeah, it? all that altitude. All that yeah. altitude. They just uh, got yeah. bags and bags. Of they don't altitude. even need oxygen over there. No, they don't. <laughs> they don't need oxygen to play rugby. It's scary. And they're big guys as well. Bull, the Bulls team as well. Those guys are monsters. They're all the huge. South, all the South African teams are monsters. They are. Little they make some big lads, don't they? brutes. Yep. Um, I was going to say one more thing about Stade Francais because one of the things that happened always was people would say, which French side is going to show up? You remember that old cliche? Yeah. Right? And I was so happy when France got the shit together and were consistently good, i.e. the last World Cup and the last Six Nations. Mm-hmm. And I think their club sides are like that in the European, in the Champions Cup as well. Like they're consistently good, mostly, yeah. right? They're not inconsistent. So to hear they kind of threw the game away against Stormers makes me go, don't do that, France. Don't go back. Yeah, because like, this is at home right? for them. Yeah. don't. Yeah. Th- and, you know, that's such a, it was such a classic thing. It was like, you know, the, a French team would play incredible champagne rugby. They'd be 50 points ahead. And then someone would get a knife out and stab someone on the other team. They'd be like, why did you do that? You'd won. <laughs> Stabbing. Yeah. Half the team's smoking cigarettes yeah, on yeah, the yeah. side they, of the field. Someone popped they champagne at half time. Like, they just fucking give right Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was a good... Uh, Good half. That was a good first yeah, half, boys. That's done. All right, let's let's, let's pack her in. <laughs> yeah, seriously. But no. Anyway, generally speaking, though, that all the French team, like a French team, could win this easily. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Bordeaux could win it. So yeah. Uh, last game of the day today. Saracens Lyon. Yeah. Yeah. Saracens finally got one in. I was enjoying the demise of Saracens a bit too much. I had a feeling they were going to win this game. Yeah. Like like an animal backed into the corner. Yeah, something to prove. I think Saracens are having a bad time generally, though. This is a decent win for them, but like it does seem like their squad's aging out a bit. Like, you know, they're, they're the players they've relied on. That's the general talk. Yeah. Players, and there's so many rumors about players leaving. Mm-hmm. I think there's a rumor with like every single player leaving. Yeah, I think I heard the Toje and Farrell for sure. I heard those ones. Yeah, but, Vunapolo brothers. Yeah. There's like just random rumors all over the place. Yeah. Didn't didn't Mako say he retiring from international rugby or something the other day? Mm, yes. Right. Yeah. So yeah, getting old. So yeah, there's a. This is just not Saracen's year. I don't care. I don't but like, that was I pretty big. Like Thirty nine, twenty four. It's a good win. Yeah, it's and Leon's win. not bad. No, Leon have been good. Yeah, so Leon's been pretty good, and yeah, I was. Uh, I kind of felt Saracens were going to win this game. Yeah. 
But uh, yeah. I think I predicted Leon. Did you? I think I can't remember. Do you know what we should do? We should remember what we predicted. I said fucking write it down. I did write it down. Like I just two episodes I ago. threw that paper away. So I did write it down. Followed <laughs> half the instruction. Yeah. So that's the games. And then uh, tomorrow, Shell, uh, Lower Shell. Yeah. I'm going to say Lower Shell. Yeah, me too. Toulouse, Bath, Toulouse. Oh, break my heart to Bath go. Yeah. But yeah, I think Toulouse. Bayon, Extra Chiefs. I don't know. Good luck. Exeter. I think Exeter. I don't know. Yeah, it's Exeter. I don't know. It's Exeter. Doesn't, well. Uh, beyond, 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 beyond. Where are you guys? Just looking at the. It's who's uh, who's home and away. 0-2. Uh, maybe the Chiefs will win this one. I think the Chiefs have got this. Yeah? yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I believe you on that one. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. That's all I got. And that's the games. That's the weekend. Champions Cup. Yeah. yeah. We're not going to talk about the Challenge Cup, but we don't care, do we? No. No. Fuck them. Does anyone watch it? Yeah, I, I do. You watch it? Well, I watch the Scarlet. Well, I guess you watch it because all the Welsh teams. <laughs> Touche. It's the real. It's the real you Champions Cup for the Come get down in the gutter with us, where it's fun. <laughs> We're playing teams that are called Black Lion and shit. <laughs> <laughs> Who beat Scarlets? <laughs> did they? Oh yeah, yeah that's they actually right. beat Scarlets. Yeah, Scarlets are embarrassing. They actually lost today too, didn't they? They lost to Edinburgh. They did. Right? They lost to Edinburgh. Yeah. yeah. Was that today or yesterday? I think, uh... I think it was yesterday. Yeah. Anyway, they lost. And uh, yeah. Anyway, whatever. We don't need to talk about that. Don't worry about it. All right, let's get into some exciting stuff. All right, we're gonna do the Six Nations squads. All yeah. an, all announced this week. I was waiting a long time for this. Felt like they yeah. Felt like a I think while, they, they they gotta uh, release these squads er, way earlier. No. Yeah, I think so. Well, just for your sake. For no. my sake, it's no. just too long. Yeah, for you it is. They've got I want to think know about injuries and. On Christmas Day. Yeah. You want to open your little present? I want you? to open up my web browser. Who's and see playing for Italy? The Six Nations. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know who the fuck. No, me too. Right. I read the list and I was like, oh, I don't know a lot of those guys. Yeah, there's two. The two, you know, like yeah, Italy and France. Mm. Probably my least knowledgeable teams. I know the stars. Yeah, yeah, me too. I, but I, think, I wouldn't mm. be able to say, oh, that guy's a bolter. Yeah. Oh, this guy missed out. Mm. I think it's good of us as mature, self-confident men to admit when we don't know something as well, right? Mm-hmm. So uh, I could, I'm not sure I could name a first 15 for Italy, to be honest. I'm not ashamed to say that anymore. I probably couldn't name a first 15 for France. I could almost. Yeah, you could. You probably, yeah, you could. I could almost. I'd struggle in the back row a little bit. I would I'd... struggle in. You know the back line. They're all rock stars. Yeah. I'd probably struggle with uh when it's not DuPont. <laughs> yeah. And uh yeah. Yeah, he's been everywhere, hasn't he? So it's like who does anyone else play nine in France? Turns out they do. Yeah. Yeah, they do. We're <laughs> gonna talk about it. But we let's do uh what let's, do we say? Scotland first. Yeah, let's go over Scotland. All right. What do you what, think? Um fuck the first thing I saw in the Scotland team was yeah. WP Nell there. <laughs> <laughs> good player. I was so shocked. What's your, what's your problem? I was so shocked to see this guy. <laughs> the fact that he's still in the team, yeah, is kind of scary. Well, you, you know, you look at England and they're still picking Joe Marler and and Dan Coles. Ireland is still picking Kean Healy. So you know, they age well. These props, they uh, yeah, they do, but it just kind of shows the lack of front row. Lack of depth rather than the age. Yeah, right. that's what it really exposes. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, there was a f- oh, there's another uh, surprise too. Alec Hepburn. Yeah, 
Yeah. Do we want to call them English? That would be mean, wouldn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I saw this. Uh, I saw this Reddit comment, so I won't take credit for it. But someone saying that Steve Borthwick's like a Pokemon master. You know, you get Cameron Redpath. We get one of your guys. I kind of like this whole new eligibility rule. That that it's five years. Isn't it three? No, I think it was three, and now it's five. But you. No, no, no. I think it was five, and now it's three. Really? Yeah. That's why there was like so many people to uh, were able to, because um, John Klein was in. If it was five years. John Klein wouldn't have been in the World Cup. But I thought it was because he was in the 2019 Ireland squad. Well, I know that you can you can switch now, which is a big one. You yeah. couldn't switch before, right? Yeah. So when they were talking about Mike Rud- uh, Reese Ruddock going to Wales, maybe. Oh, I'm talking about the switching rule. Right. I thought you were talking about the length of time you lived in a country. No, 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 okay. no, no. It's about the switching. It. Right, it's three right, years. Right. If you haven't picked in three or four right. years. Yes. yes. Right, right, right. You well, know what you're talking about. Get on about. my page, man. We're talking about like... Mate, you said... Never mind. Yeah, the eligibility rules for switching. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, context is king, Steve. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I like it. I do like it. Because I think there's there's definitely players who've been forgotten about who are still good. Yeah. Right? And I want to mention Zach Mercer when we get to England, by the way. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I like it. Um, and I think John Klein's a perfect example because, you know, obviously born and raised in South Africa. Why wouldn't he want to play for them if he's not getting picked by Ireland, right? 100%. So, yeah, it's not a bad thing at all. So, I, I wonder how Alika Hepburn's going to go mm. when the Scotland team. Mm. So, yeah, that was one surprising thing when I saw that. Hamish Watson was admitted. People are upset. Was he just straight up admitted? Uh, I, you know, I tried to read about it. I tried to find out if he was injured. And as far as I can see, he's been playing... Well, I've seen him play. Like, I didn't know if he's been injured mm-hmm. in his last game or anything. But uh, no, he's definitely been playing this season. And he was admitted, yeah. So, and a lot of people are pissed off. I think he's like 32, though. So, I mean, that's not an excuse. He's still a really energetic player. Like, yeah. he's the guy who's at every breakdown. It almost seems like the last couple of years, he's kind of been in and out. He, Yeah, he was kind of... And, you know, Scotland's World Cup campaign wasn't incredible... So we haven't seen as much of Scotland as we've seen other teams internationally because of the World Cup, because they, mm-hmm. you know, they dropped out. But I think that's a bigger mission, actually. He gives me, um, he gives me the same vibes as uh, that Welsh. Uh, what's his name? Justin. T- Just you know his Tipperick? name. Stop pretending you don't know. <laughs> Shut up. You know his name. <laughs> the greatest yeah. Welsh player of all time, Justin Tipperick. Is that how you'd say? Ch- Tipperick. Tipperick. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With a C. With yeah, a but with a the best yeah. Welsh player of all time. I think so, genuinely. I, yeah. I know that. I know that sounds like a, a kind of a hipster opinion, but mm-hmm. I've thought this for a long time. I think he's yeah consistently. There was some statistic about when he plays for Wales, they win a lot more of the time as well. You know, obviously he's getting old now and he won't be featuring as much and such. But yeah, did he in his last year? Sorry, since we're just kind of going off board here. Yeah, but I just like in his last season, did he look like he lost a ton of weight? He grew his hair out as well. Yeah. He, he, kinda he went, looked he, like really skinny and like unhealthy. He went like, into a hippie phase, you know. Yeah. He'd retreated to the woods, grew his hair long, started taking ayahuasca. But anyways, back to Scotland. Uh, you yeah. know what's going to be sick for this team is that... Uh, that Finn Russell kid? He's pretty Finn good. Finn Russell and Cam and Redpath. Redpath, that would be fun. Because they yeah. play together they at Bath. They do play together at Bath, yes. So you're going to have like... Yeah, you're going to have... A pretty established Finn back Russell, line there. Finn Russell, Redpath yeah. at 12, and then 13, you have Tuilop, uh, Tui Pilatu. Yes. That's going to be a deadly... Yeah, trio right there. I like Hugh Jones a lot as well. Yeah, I've got a lot of time for Hugh Jones. I think Blair Kinghorn's in there. Yeah, Blair Kinghorn. So, um, doing Vandermer- like, yeah, this is. Yeah, yeah, I mean, obviously Duhan. And I know, like, probably uh, the best winger yeah. in. And Blair Kinghorn has been like tearing it up at Toulouse. Mm. Yeah. So their back line is 
man, there's such a disparity between uh, their back line and their forward pack. That's yeah, the problem. Is. Yeah, there is. Right? Yeah, like it's just the quality of their backs yeah. versus the quality of their forwards. Yeah. And they need that quality in their forward pack mm. to really make the backs shine. Something else I wrote down about Scotland is the average age of this team is 28, which is reasonably young. So there are a lot of new, or, or I should say younger players in there with mm-hmm. less caps as well. Yeah. And I think similar to what Wales are doing, maybe it's forced or maybe it's deliberate, but they are picking a lot of inexperienced guys, probably with an eye on rebuilding. You know, it's the start of a, a World Cup cycle. So I think this Scotland might not have the best campaign because they're going to struggle against England, France, and Ireland. Mm-hmm. But uh, they've got already got a scary backline. Yeah, and they've got a lot. They're bringing in a lot of younger guys. So I just feel like without that uh, forward pack, yeah kind of just mute they don't have a lot of depth in their forwards because if the forward pack is not creating things for you yeah it's kind of almost a waste which is why i think hamish watson's omission is a big deal because he was really lively right he's a really lively forward so Mm -hmm. there's a lot of old slow anyway another uh impressive thing i don't think anyone talks about the scotland squad at all yeah is gregor townsend himself (laughs) who is he related to what do you mean? Oh. Like, how long has he been the coach for Scotland? Like, 19 years? Yeah, but who else is there? You could have you could have had someone else. I, I don't know. Like, they must fucking love him there. Like, do they have shrines? Finn Russell billboards? doesn't love him. I think they, they kind of get along now. Yeah, but... But you're kind of... It's been so long, so many years. Like, ever since I've been watching rugby... It's not like they're successful either, is it, really? They haven't it, done it's anything. no growth. Yeah. It's the same discussion every year about Scotland. Oh, this team, this mm. team, this team's gonna, this team. Look how good this team looks, and then it's just the same outcome. I think it's because Scotland are really exciting to watch these days. Yeah, they've gone to be, they've become one of the most exciting attacking teams in, in international rugby, but they just don't win some of the games they should win, and they love beating England now. You yeah. Know? I think that's the only thing that keeps Craig Townsend's job. Sexy backline beating England. Yeah, and that's it. That's, that's all it. they want. Do you know what, man? That's not a bad ambition, you know, for a team that is not a, a country that isn't the most rugby-focused comparatively, you know? Yeah, they so, don't need to win the Six Nations. They don't need to they do They don't even lot. need to make the knockout stages of the World no, Cup. They just, just, just got to be sexy England. and beat England. <laughs> yeah. You know? Because that seems like that was all the case. When I'm looking at him yeah. and just his record from all these years, yeah, it's just England wins. <laughs> I'm like, is this all that they care but, about? But to put it into context, though, before him, it was it wasn't even that. It was just losing. So also in like the last ten years, like crowds have been up, mm. uh, in Scotland in general. That's yeah. what I'm hearing too. It's because it's sexy. sexy so like, a lot more people are paying attention to it. I would go and watch a game of just Duhan van der Merwe running around with his shirt off. He looks like Dolph Lundgren. They they are they're a team notorious for rock stars, eh? Yeah, they are. Yeah, yeah, when you look at those, when you, they have some players that are just like rock stars. Party boys. Yeah. Yeah. Big bicep uh, party boys. Yeah. Yeah. But honestly, like, I feel like I'm not expecting anything from this team. No, well, I was going to, when we get to Wales, I'm going to talk about the first game of the Six Nations in Cardiff. I don't think they're going to be Wales. Oh. But I, I don't think so. Oh, you've ruined my speculation. Now. I know. That's fine. I, know I wasn't going to talk about it yet. I'm going to talk about it in a minute. You'll because I know you're Welsh and you just don't believe in your own team ever. You just think the worst. Mate, you don't even talk about your own team. <laughs> you're a doomsday fan. I'd rather be Welsh than Canadian when it comes to rugby. <laughs> All 
All right, let's go on to the next you, team. You just put your rugby team up for adoption. At least I love mine. <laughs> okay. Uh, England. Yeah, you got me going now. Let's go back now. You have joking. England. <laughs> this was yeah. This is the one I was most excited to talk about, mostly because of the damn traitor Faye Waboso. Are you getting more angry now? Now I'm angry. Yeah. Now I'm angry. Yeah, because we lost Wee Samet as well. It's like where are our wingers? They're all gone, abandoned us. Yeah. I'm pissed. They also have. Uh... I can't believe. You know what? When I was being really nice about it last week, <laughs> I was thinking like, okay, Look how mature I'm being. You know what? I'm being really reasonable, and yeah, he's got all these very good reasons for doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I just think, fuck off. I think I it's because you... when they picked him, it, I I, don't, I didn't think they would pick him. I think that's what it was. And you know, now it's kind of naive to think mm-hmm. that they wouldn't have picked him because he's really good. Yeah. And now they've picked him. I when you were saying earlier before we before we recorded, and you were saying him in an England shirt singing "God Save the King" with all his boys grabbing around him and a tear down his eye. That's what got me. I was like, yeah. "How dare you?" He's gonna be like How shoulder dare to shoulder you? grabbing He's a those Cardiff jerseys. boy. Oh, that hurts. He's gonna yeah. have his head up to the sky, tears going down his eyes. He's gonna be singing yeah, "God that's Save the, thing the King." That, that image got me actually shaken. Oh, don't. Yeah, with the don't. boys to so the worst national anthem in play- the world when they're playing against Wales. Oh, jeez. No. He's gonna play. I, he's gonna play. Yeah. Uh, when I saw one omission on this team. Yeah. I I was exactly like, okay, when I didn't see this guy on yeah. the team sh- on the on the squad. Yeah. I knew Waboso was gonna play. Yeah. Because they didn't it? put uh, a singer. Oh. Yeah. He didn't make the team. And he's, he's been, been playing, playing well for back. Yeah. He has. Right. So yeah. I was yeah. Like, yeah. For sure, this power winger is gonna get on, onto the team. They and need when a I big didn't power- see when I didn't see him in the squad, so fucking I was right. like, Waboso is going to be for sure. Yeah. Like, that's why he's yeah. on it, because Waboso took that spot. Or they're just going to give him five minutes so he can't play for Wales, and they'll have to wait five years to play for Wales. No, that's what England's going to do with fucking uh, Tom Roebuck. Yeah. Because <laughs> he was uh, Scottish. Right. Uh, qualified too. Right. So they snapped him up. I bet he's going to get like, they're going to do an all blacks, give him like give him 19 30 seconds, seconds against Italy. <laughs> so he <laughs> can't like, play for him. <laughs> he just dissolves into uh, the background shit. forever. You're probably right. Anyway, I, I wanted to mention a couple of things for England now. I'm over my anger. I'm not over it. But Danny Kerr, four caps away from 100 caps, right? Yeah. His second career comeback for England. Mm-hmm. Genuinely playing well for Harlequins. Like, feel really happy yeah. for him. That's cool. Danny Care being in the team mm. uh, really gives me the idea, like since he's still there, yeah, that they're gonna have Marcus Smith starting because the Harlequins combo, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. So when I saw that, yeah, like, I don't think well they've got Alex Mitchell and Finn Smith in the squad, though. they've got two team-based nine ten pairings, so yeah, that's cool, isn't it? Yeah, and it was good to see Finn Smith get on the team. It was, yeah. Do you see that drop goal he scored as well? Yeah. Jeez. Fuck him. <laughs> I did not like it. <laughs> uh, there was, uh, who was some, some surprise omissions? Surprise? Uh, Zach Mercer. Yeah. Yeah, and he was a bit salty in his, and he did, he did a little statement where he was oh, like, Oh, did he? I didn't I don't see think, that. I think he was like, Borthwick doesn't know what I can deliver. Borthwick doesn't get me, man. It was something like that. It sounded a bit petulant, but you know, he came back here to play for England, he was clear about that. He, yeah, he was playing out of his skin in France. Yeah, so I don't. And but the things Gloucester crap. Like I mean, they're not winning a lot of games. No, but he is a he is a stand up player in their team. Yeah, but uh, it's hard to see. It's hard to pick someone when you can't see what they're fully capable of, right? Because if you're not on a winning side, it's it's hard to see what you're going to be able to do for an England team. But I like him. He's a bit like Falatau. Like he's not so much an abrasive eight where he's like right up in your face, big straight 
forward hard carries like he uses his feet a lot off the back of a scrum when he picks up like he'll, he'll run right around you a lot mm-hmm. so he is a different type of eight to Dombrant so um I, I feel bad for him but also you can't have it you can't have everything you got to play for a winning team to I still can't believe fucking Borthwick is trying to make Dombrant work Mm. Like I just can't. Like, he's still in the team. Like yeah, he's. Tr- like, I mean, yeah, it's a tricky one because he has been playing really well for Quinn. So he's been playing well all the time. He always plays well but every he, fucking year in the prem. He has a good year. They give him another go and they, he messes it up. Yeah, he puts an England shirt on and he's just he's still good. He's not bad in yeah, England yeah, yeah. shirt, but he's not like that next level. Yeah, game changer, great. But the thing is, they had Billy Vanipola, probably the best state in the world in an England shirt for a number of years. Yeah, right. Like too he long. Was, I think he was he was in that uh, jersey for too long. He was, but the thing is, is like that was a big pair of shoes to fill, and Don Brandt couldn't fill it. No, and then you had a guy like Zach Mercer come back, mm, rock star in France, rock star like, in France, busting stats. He's been wide playing open. pretty good for for Gloucester too. He has, he has, and yeah. uh, nothing. Nope. No, we're gonna make Don Brandt work. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a Borthwick. Very. I picked the best squad for that. I can't do his accent. Yeah, but you know and what I mean? uh, very, another very person was Alfie Barbary too. Mm. He's been on fire too. Yeah. No, Don Brandt. Yeah. The guy like he's had his chances. You yeah, you you like Barbary as well, don't you? Yeah, I love him. Yeah, I do as well. He's good. Yeah, those two were um S- some surprise omissions in England. Um yeah. Also like um let's see here, Dan Cole. Again, yeah. he made the team again. Well so did Joe Marler, man. They're just gonna yeah. keep going. Which is kind of scary. Because mm. like that's the best you can take out. I mean I I'm also thinking that like I said, props. If they play, if a prop is still playing well, their age doesn't matter, because all they got to do is hold up a scrum. And props age. They're the one position where if you're older, you're probably better. Which is quite surprising. It's the amount of beatings yeah, you take. Yeah, it is. I mean, I just, I, I, I think it's just because if you just Maybe keep beating, you just bones, get heavier. Your bones are calcifying more, <laughs> and you just you can move less. You have less mobility after just being so abused. Just weighed down by you're just more stones. structured and more stiff. You're like you're yeah. able to hold the scrum up better. Yeah, maybe your bones are yeah. all fucked up. Yeah. Like, cause yeah, to see those two in the team, I was actually quite surprised. But I was kind of it was kind of worrying for me too. Mm. It's like oh, the depth of uh, you know what? It's kind of a common theme I'm seeing in a Six Nations team is mm. the, the kind of lack of depth in front row. For the yeah, even in Ireland, yep, maybe not in France so much, but yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Mm-hmm. We don't have any depth in Wales, so uh, so yeah, that was kind of thing. Uh, Sinclair didn't make the team, no, but he's been he hasn't been Bristol. I, I felt that I, I'm actually surprised. Alice Genge, I like Alice Genge. is uh is on is on the team too. I just feel like he's not the guy to rely on. I like him. I think he's pretty mobile for for a prop as well. Jamie George, captain. That's good. I'm happy for him. Yeah. yeah. He's getting uh, he's getting one of those hybrid contracts. Oh, is he? Yeah. Yeah, it wouldn't be because sp- he's someone you're probably going to pick. He's like 33. Yeah. Yeah. Luke Cowan Dickey made it as well. Did he? Yep. So I like I him. think we have to get out of our minds the whole four-year cycle building up for the World Cup. Well, I think, it's, honestly, I was thinking that the other day. I think for some teams, it's a bit of an excuse like looking at Wales, we just don't mm-hmm. have a lot of people to pick from, and then people say oh, we're building. It's like no, we're not building anything. There's no one available. So uh, anyway, I'll get to that. There was also a bath prop that I was surprised didn't make it into the team. I can't remember his name though. Ben yeah, Albano was in there though. Yeah. Joe Hayes. I was wondering if he was going to get called, but call up and he did. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no, this. Uh, 
I I think uh, I think if I was an England fan though, like as much as we've whined about a couple of positions, mm-hmm. I'd be pretty excited if I was an England fan. There's a lot of exciting combinations, some young talent in there. One of them is Welsh. But... They definitely their center pairings. There's definitely their weakest position. What's wrong with Elliot Daly? Don't like Elliot Daly. Well, he's not a... The ultimate utility back. He's not a center. It's the Swiss Army knife of rugby players. But he's also not a winger. He could be anything you he's want him to be. He's also not a fullback. He could be the coach. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, fuck Elliot Daly. This guy's yeah. going to be in the team forever. Of course he is. As long as he's alive and breathing, yeah. this fucking guy will make the team. Yeah, yeah, because he can kick a ball from three stadiums away and still nail it, you know? That's exactly why he's... Hey, I guess he's reliable. He's like boot like a cannon. That's why. Like, why isn't Joe Cockney singing in there? And Elliot Daly's in there. Because uh, they wanted to cap Emmanuel Feiwaboso to deprive the proud Welsh people of our best winger in a generation. Henry Slade's been playing well. He's in there. I'm happy about yeah, that as well. That's, yeah, that's yeah. We hadn't mentioned that too. Yeah, yeah, he's that. That's a good call up for him. Yeah. So we're pick really really picking through this with a fine tooth comb, eh? Do we? Yeah, but yeah, it's, it's exciting uh, though, isn't it? Like I'd be pretty happy if I was an England fan. Uh... I feel like there's just something. There was a couple of players really that can push this into like the next generation. There's like a, there's a few players that that mm. could have been in here that can really push the team forward. That I think, yeah, Borthwick overlooked, like Mike Brown. <laughs> yeah, Mike Brown. He's been playing well. Yeah, uh, yeah. They lack uh, they're um, also the, they're uh, thin on is is fullbacks too. I'm not a huge Freddie Stewart fan to be honest. Like he's uh, he's good under the high ball. He's big, but. I don't really see him as an attacking threat. No. So uh, because... I know he's been judged about that. Yeah. Oh, George for uh, Furbank. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This That's is a another good fullback. Yeah, option, and he's yeah. been playing good. Yeah, and he can slot in at ten too. Mm. So they don't need him to, but yeah, he could. All right, let's go on to your favorite team, Ireland. Oh, Ireland. What do you think about this? I want, I want, I want your opinion on this team because I know you're just gonna get so bitter. Nah, I'm not. I'm, I'm, I think. Uh, <laughs> I think I'd be, you know, if I was, okay, first thing I want to say is on their graphic, they've got their forwards, their backs, and then three players under training panelists. Yeah, training panelists. Was that a computer error? Like, I don't know what the fuck. I think everyone's a little confused by that. Did the Word document glitch or something? Like, I don't, like, what what the hell is a training panelist? Are they in the squad? No. So they're not in the squad. No, no, no. They're, 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 they're uh, there. They're there. They're just bringing out the sandwiches at halftime. You're in the team and not in the team? I don't You're know. watching the team. What does the panelists mean? Are, I, I, are you just going to be doing the the press conferences? Like, like what's your think, job? Yeah, they just they're just water boys or something. The training panelists. I thought that was an odd term. It's, like, it's gross. Put them in the squad. I feel bad for them. Just put them in the squad. Yeah. Maybe it's to justify the big squad. Mm. I don't know. It's funny though. Well, one of them is already. Uh, one of them is going to be already down too because uh, Thomas Ahern. Mm. Tom Ahern like uh, took that knee. Tom Ahern, to he did. Yes. So he's going to probably be... He might be okay for the Six Nations. Yeah. But he's going to be out for a couple of weeks. For sure. So I think his hopes for making a team, because which sucks. And he's been playing really well. That does yeah. suck. Yeah. I, I mean, Sam Prendergast, I'm very excited to see. But then again, they've got some pretty nice 10 options there. Yeah. So I, it's hard to see. Maybe that's what they call training panelists. They're like, you're not getting near a game, but if you make nice sandwiches for the mm-hmm. boys, we'll, uh, we'll let you keep making sandwiches next year. Maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Um, um, another scary thing too, uh, for this team I thought was pretty scary was the um, loose head prop. Mm-hmm. That's probably the weakest part of this team. Explain. 
because it just drops after Porter. It drops yeah. off quite significantly. Mm. Yeah, so it's just kind of they have some guys like coming up. I don't think Ireland have depth issues, to be honest. I think at loose head they do. Okay, maybe, and that maybe, and then it's kind of it's their own fault for not picking anyone else or letting I, anyone else have any game time. No, no, not that, <laughs> not that, because they got like a they got four teams and stuff like that. But when you look at the when you actually go to the teams, yeah. and look through the squads, yeah, they're really the quality just drops off after Andrew Porter quite significantly. Mm, so he just can't get injured. Yeah, they have some guys. They have a kid, um, Sam Eo. Or Elo at uh, Connect. Right. He's a kid coming up. He's still quite young. Yeah. They got uh, Mike. Uh, no, he's coming up at Tighthead. The, they got Mike Mil- Milne or Milne mm. uh, at Leinster. Right. He's a loose head. He's still a young kid. But yeah, that's. I thought that was their, the loose head proposition. It's probably their weakest on the team. Yeah. I think, you know, the wingers is. It's not weak. It's just they're very different players. Right, Mac Hansen's injured, and he's your classic, very fast, steppy winger. Yeah, and but I still think they have a they have a lot of wingers. They do, have, but they do. I'm just saying they're a bit of a mixed bag of styles. So it's not like you replace one for another, and they do the same kind of job. So, for example, uh, James Lowe, I think of as quite a physical winger with a good boot, but he's not necessarily the fastest winger. Mm-hmm. And then you've got someone like Stockdale, who is again physical but a bit faster. Yep. Don't really think of him as a as a kicker as much. Jordan Lama plays has played a fair bit of fifteen as well as wing, and he's got a really good sidestep. But all I'm saying is they're different sizes and shapes and styles. I don't think it's a position of weakness. I just think it's a bit interesting because you go like Andrew Porter, mm. and then uh, on the wing, Jer- no, for the I don't care about the wing. I care <laughs> I about the that. loose head prop. All Wing's right. fine. I don't care about fucking Hanson because, you know, <laughs> right. got guys. All right, all right. Hanson's one guy. All right. Right? He's good. But, like, yeah, the step down from Porter. Yeah. Like, Jeremy Lowen is good. Uh-huh. But he's no Andrew Porter. It's no Andrew Porter. And then you go, and then you get that Keen Healy after that. Yeah. Old man Healy. I told Old you, man, man though. Healy. Props get better as they get older. He's fine. Play smoking a pack of 20 right now, dreaming of winning another Six Nations championship. I also don't understand having Ollie Yeager as a panelist. <laughs> like why isn't just put him in the squad? Why is Keeling he is in there? the squad? He's why just is making Healy sandwiches. Not, this is really frustrating. He's making sandwiches. He's there. Um, any omissions that caught your eye? Surprise omissions. Um, of the other Prendergast, the the Connor Prendergast. I was just gonna bring him up. Yeah, Keen Prendergast. He's been playing really well. I feel bad. I for was him. surprised he wasn't in this team. He hasn't had a bad game all season. No, he hasn't. He's really good. Yeah, and he actually yesterday. Yeah. Uh, he had a like a bolter of a game. Doesn't play for Lanster though, so it works against him. It plays, yeah. You know, he plays for Connick. It's good. It they don't care. I about was that. actually surprised. Another person I was surprised too was Gavin Coombs. Yes, actually, yes. Good point. Good yeah. point. He hasn't had a bad game, even when Munster have looked not good. He has looked good, and he can play lock or in the back row as well. So yeah. he's very versatile. I just I couldn't believe that they. But when you're looking at the team and you're looking at those. Back, like those back rower guys like mm. you're like who are you going to take out that's what you're I'm not saying. taking out Jack Conan I mean I might because Ryan he plays Barrett. less than Kalen Doris and I Leinster would... could do with the number 8 oh, Jack Conan's really good yeah and that Nick uh, uh, how do you say his last name Timoni Timoni yeah he's been on fire for Ulster mm. so he's been really good too so it was oh man it's tough isn't it 
Yeah, they got a lot of. They have a really good problem there. There's room in the training panel this section for Gavin Coombs. That's <laughs> what did, surprises me. Why did they just put him in the fucking? They need game? a lot of sandwiches. Well, They're big boys. Thomas O'Hearn is like looks like he's gonna be out for a couple weeks or maybe a week or something like that. Right. Depending on how bad. So he's coming back. So maybe they can throw in Gavin Coombs or yeah. Keen Prendergast. Yeah. I thought. I really thought that uh, those two were hard done by. They were. I yeah. want to get a t-shirt with an island logo that says training panelist on it. <laughs> you love that, don't <laughs> you? Funny. Yeah, I don't know what the hell they're getting at. But yeah, like you're not taking... There's. I was just trying to think about who you're going to take out for those two. But uh, I wouldn't. No. I wouldn't take... like. I'd take Jack Conan out. Not because he's bad, but because I want to give Gavin Coombs a go. That's, yeah, that's the only reason. Jack Conan's good. He is good, but Kalen Doris is slightly better. And he's proven good too. That's what I'm saying. Like you don't need him. Give some. Uh, give some. This is Ireland's problem. They you just they win. don't they don't pick inexperienced guys. What team's gonna do that? You know uh, what? Ireland Let's should. Just, uh, is what I'm saying. Let's just play around here. I mean, like, you've got. You want to win the Six Nations. You've got Kalen Doris starting. You'll be all right without it's not him. Wales. It's not Wales, where they're just like, you know what? We're not gonna win this. So let's just play the field. Making like, it personal, Ireland's now, gonna, Steve. Ireland's gonna win. Want to win? Uh, they want to win the Six I'm Nations. I'm cutting you off Blue Ribbon in a minute, mate. I'm be for you. <laughs> it's the Blue Ribbon, man. It's making me... <laughs> me too, actually. Out the hillbilly. Yeah, me too, actually. Yeah. <laughs> we shouldn't drink. Um, But yeah, that was uh, surprising. Yeah. Uh, what did they have in my notes here? Nope. Uh, also, like, there's just no one to... Uh, really, there's no one to replace Hugo Keenan. No, that's actually yeah, that's a good point. If Keenan, if Keenan goes down, yeah. they're really fucked. Jordan Lama would probably go there, I reckon. Yeah, and uh, Hugo Keenan's a lot better than him, I think. So yeah, yeah, because after yeah, same with Loosehead and mm. fullback. Once Hugo Keenan mm. gets injured or can't play, yeah, the quality drops significantly. It does. it does, yeah. I mean, I like Jordan Lama a lot though, but uh, yeah, he's I'm not glad the same. to see him back in the team. Me too. Me yeah. too. I am. Yeah, he's fun. Uh, Hanson being uh, Matt Hanson being injured too also brought in uh, I think brought in uh, Calvin Nash yes the new Keith Conway <laughs> yeah <laughs> he that is, cloning he's machine legit, he's legit fired up again Keith Conway yeah the new Andrew Wills <laughs> <laughs> the Andrew Wills Keith Conway yeah yeah when you watch him play he reminds me of head down shoulders up <laughs> yeah. yeah awkward run yeah yeah it's like they like took the blood from both of those guys and they created Calvin Nash. They did. They took their DNA after they liquefied them when they retired. <laughs> yeah, they're not. That's what they did again. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, he had a good game uh, today too. Mm. Yeah. So I'm actually quite excited to see him in the squad. See how he's going to do. He's going to be uh, um, I think he's a type of win- uh, winger mm. that Farrell likes too. Yeah. A bit more... Uh... Physical? I don't know if that's the right word. No. It's more physical. He work his work rate is the really work good. Work rate is the right word. Because he doesn't want like uh Henry uh, oh, fuck I can never say his last Henry name. Rundle. Yeah, you know the guy he just kinda sits there and waits for something to happen, for someone to give him something and then he, he wants does people something. to come in and look for work, doesn't yeah. he? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, work rate is the right word. And Calvin yeah. Nash is one of those guys. He is, he does pop up around the center a lot, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah, true. And then, uh, yeah, I I mean long story short, I I'm not if I was an Irish fan, like that's a pretty good squad. I think they're only gonna be threatened by France and that first game could decide the Six Nations so yeah the 10 story is going to be a little more dramatic too because Harry Byrne went off mm. at the end of the game today so yeah. I don't know the state but he didn't look too good coming off the field I like Kieran Frawley as well though I don't think you're losing I'm not I wouldn't be worried about it I still think they're going to go Jack Crowley the start anyways yeah they probably are they probably are yeah 
Yeah. So that or a training is panelist. The team. Yeah. Uh, and now the team of teams. Yes. The team that will win the Grand Slam. The once and future champions of the Six Nations. I'll just turn off my mic and I'll just let you go. Yeah, on you this can one. leave now. <laughs> Wales. Leave that beer. So tell me about Wales. Uh, we're gonna. Oh my God, Kieran Azarati. My boy. <laughs> Yeah, I mean the, uh, big, the big pumpkin is on there. I probably don't have a lot to say to be honest, other than we're fucked. Um, <laughs> now nah, we'll be all right. I think we, if we, if we can beat Scotland at home, which shouldn't be the challenge that it looks like now. Yeah. Then uh, we might get get another couple of wins. Mm-hmm. I, I I can't see who I can't see us beating Ireland away. No. I really can't see it. I can. I don't either. I can't see us beating france either home or away so realistically we can beat scotland we can beat italy and i think we'll give england a game but if you look at our squad compared to theirs it's not looking good you know uh i don't think the england squad looks like so exciting i do i do this might that might be a game that the the welsh can kept uh get up for yeah i mean we will get up for it because that's uh that's what we do but uh I mean, okay, so I'll start with some positives then. Um, yeah, give me some positives. Really you feel like, good about this team. Yeah, I really... I want you to make me believe that they can do something. Um, it's going to be hard sell. You're such a doomsday fan. Well, I told you I'm hibernating <laughs> for a couple of years while we're shit. Uh, I, I like Dav Jenkins as captain. That's a really good choice. He's captain Exeter. He knows what he's doing. I've heard him speak in a few interviews. Solid guy. Um, so that's great. And uh, oh, fuck, is that the only positive? Um, you got Kai Evans. Really? <laughs> have we great um it, fullback we're a mess really we really are a mess at fullback cam you... winnett just got his jaw broken so we're not even going to see the exciting youngster we've got a lot of injuries as well oh did he yeah we've got so uh... you know our our captain fantastic captain morgan so who's going to play fullback <sighs> your guess is as good as mine like, maybe who... Johan lloyd maybe like it's hard it's hard for me to say really like i'm just sort of pausing in in shock because uh, dyer can he play fullback i no, i don't think he would play fullback no um i will have a quick think about it i would they, they i mean he's talked about tom rogers the scarlet swinger he has played fullback Mm-hmm. So I guess he could. I think Johan Lloyd would be the fullback though, because he is a really good player. He did play uh, fullback at Bristol. He was pretty good there. Yeah. So he could do it. Yeah. I think he'd be good at it as well. Like the back, the backs aren't too bad. Like we've got Gareth Davis from experience. Thomas Williams got a lot of good experience. Ten is a problem. Sam Costello, um, just overcoming an injury. I guess Callum Sheedy really was the worst ten in the prem. <laughs> well, you know, he's not picking a lot of guys in England though. Like unless they're really good, he's not picking a lot of English player, English based players. Yeah, I wonder about the mentality. Like, yeah, this team looks young. And I think there's a lot of twenty somethings in this team. And Gat- and Gatlin said, you know, he sees that as a positive because we are blooding youngsters. We've got the the lowest average age of any Six Nations squad, which is twenty five years old, which is young. So this is definitely a team for the future. Like I'm only seeing five guys over thirty in this team. Yeah, yeah. Well, they all retired, didn't they? They're all gone. Yeah. So uh, I'm not. Ex- I'm not like I'm positive in the sense that we are going to find out which of these kids are products for the future. I'm ex- genuinely excited about that. I just can't see us winning many games of Six Nations. I just hope we put up a fight. Gatlin's strength is he always his selection policy is excellent. Which right? one of these new kids are you most excited about? Uh, Mason Grady, I think most. 
Um, he's got six caps already. Yeah, I'm still young though. I was excited for Cameron like, Winner. What about, but... oh, what about uh, Cameron? Yeah, but then he broke his jaw. Yeah, he'll he'll play, 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 play. I don't think it's going to keep him out for too long. With the broken jaw? There's this. It, apparently, That's... apparently he's only out for another couple of weeks. That's why. I oh, really? Yeah. I, I, uh, but, you know, who knows? Who knows? Um, they've they've snapped up this guy from Bath, Archie Griffin. Um, <laughs> so maybe he'll be good. Well, Evan Lloyd, this hooker. Um, have you seen much of him this year? A little bit, like. Yeah, he's not even first choice. Like, so for the props, we've dropped Dylan Lewis. We we're not picking Tom Francis. We're not picking. Where's Tom? Where's Tom Francis? He's playing in uh, France in the in the. Oh, I can't remember. He's playing. He's playing in France, and Gatlin mm-hmm. was just like, "We've already talked to him. Um, he's not playing because he's in France or something like that." And Henry Thomas, that guy who we borrowed oh, off so England, he turned it down. Uh, no, he didn't turn it down necessarily. I just think Gatlin was like, we need to play some of these Welsh-based younger props to build some depth in that position, right? Mm-hmm. So I think Gatlin is definitely thinking we're not going to win this. Let's just blood some youngsters, right? <clears throat> he seems like the most uh, Wales. Like Gatlin looks like he's doing. He's the most experimental out of the all the six nations. I, I mean, here's the thing. I don't think it's experimental necessarily because if you think about every position and who would you rather have instead of them. Those people have retired. This is it. Well, except maybe in prop. Except maybe in, like you might want Thomas Francis in as a prop. But I think that's basically it. And in one sense, it's exciting because we will find out who's good for the future. And because all mm-hmm. these Welsh players who've gone to England have le- have forced younger players to come through in their teams, we are exposing younger kids to high-level rugby, which is good. But uh, Where's uh, Liam Williams? He's in Japan, isn't he? Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where's Lee Halfpenny? He's in uh, New <laughs> Zealand, in, isn't he? New Zealand. Yeah, so they've all pissed off. You know, but maybe when New Zealand do that and we're like, that's great, go have a sabbatical. Maybe we should be more like, go enjoy yourself. Um, I, I'm Omissions, I, Reese Carey for Cardiff. I know he's, people keep saying he's not fit enough. Gatlin said he wasn't fit enough, but I think he's great. I think we really need a hard carry and prop. Morgan Morse and Morgan Morris, both of the Ospreys were admitted. That seems surprising to me. Mm-hmm. Dylan Lewis at Harlequins, who scored against Cardiff, the Judas, admitted. So there's a few surprising omissions, but obviously the thing we want to talk about, which I said I'd talk about, is Louis Free Samet deciding to play American football. What do you think? What do I think about that? Yeah, because I've talked enough. Well, this is a thing that uh, everyone's been so focused on Louis Free Samet yeah. going to the, trying out for the NFL. Yeah. And everyone's been so focused on like saying how he's not going to make the NFL. Mm. So let's be honest. He's not going to make the NFL. I don't think that's true. But is he going to play in the NFL? Mm. 100% he's going to play in the NFL. And he's, he's going to make a lot of money even if he's in a practice squad is what I heard. So he'll so, be all right. Yeah. So like this is not about someone from the NFL mm. came to Louis Rizamit yeah, and said you could make it as... Right. An NFL player. Someone from the NFL made him believe that he could do this. And they probably believe that to a degree, don't they? No. <laughs> they don't. Okay. The NFL doesn't. This is the thing. I'm going to defer to your North American expertise here. Okay. All right. This is 100% marketing. This okay. is 100%. Oh, that's a conspiracy. This is 100% NFL marketing. Okay. And it's genius marketing. Okay. Right? It's to get more uh, European eyes on the NFL. They really want that. Yes, they, they do. They, they always play always, that game in London, don't they? Yeah, it's a market they go after hard. 
I don't think I don't know what they're expecting to happen. Like they're gonna they want, a, a team want, is gonna spring up in London. I don't think so. They because when Christian Wade played mm. his two games or whatever, yeah, the European audience, yeah, numbers went through the roof. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. So this is pure marketing. Oh, that's such a that's such a sad thing if that's true. Because people are like he's not gonna even make a squad. He's yeah. gonna like guaranteed if he's good enough or not. Mm. Yeah. he's going to get on that field. At least once. At least once or twice. For just next, so they can get the numbers up. Just for the numbers. Just for the marketing. Oh, just to get gross. those eyes on the NFL. That is disgusting. This is complete true. marketing. Just ruining someone's life for yeah, money. Everyone's like focused on like if he's going to be good enough to make it. Like this is not the objective here. The objective is NFL marketing. That's a, that's a conspiracy. And, and it's half. genius marketing. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All all three million Welsh people are going to tune in and watch him. And it's not just the Welsh people. It's everyone in in, uh... in Gloucester is going to watch. <laughs> yeah. Anyone that knows who Louis Rizamit is is going to watch. Yeah. And that's a lot of people. I suppose so. So yeah, yeah, this is just target marketing. That's disgusting. If that's true, I'll tell you what I think though. Mm-hmm. I think I I heard so much about it this week that I kind of got sick of hearing about it. Um. But I, I did kind of come to the conclusion, good luck to him, you know? And I, di- I did get a bit pissed off with a lot of people speculating about the NFL and how it's the most intense sport in the world, as if those people aren't just athletes as well. People like, he's he hasn't been playing this since he's four years old, so he's going to be nowhere near as good as... Yeah, he's not going to be as... He hasn't got the muscle memory of the game, but I don't see why he can't be good at it if he applies himself. He's an incredible athlete, right? So I hate this idea that the athletes of the NFL are like the ultimate athletes in any sport. Yeah, they do one job very specifically well. They're not but they're still human beings. They're not supermen, you know? They're not ultimate athletes in general. They're just ultimate athletes. Are doing one specific thing. Like you're talking about billions of dollars in research making these guys mm. the best at what they do. It's like Ivan Drago and Rocky Four. There's like a lab. Yeah, there is a lab, and these testing guys testing minuscule the, muscle yeah, movements. Yeah, the amount of work that goes into these guys to mm. being the absolute best at doing what they're doing for the the five seconds that they have to do it. Yeah, is incredible. But they're going to do that for him now, so surely he'll be good at it. Yeah, but these guys have. Uh, um, he's starting at like what 25, 21? He's twenty one. Twenty two, right? I think. Twenty two, twenty one, something right? like that. These yeah. guys were starting at like twelve. Yeah, I've heard that 14, a lot, but 15. they weren't in a lab when they were twelve years it's old. It's kind of like this. I would say this. I would say the same thing about uh, um, an NFL player trying to come over to rugby. It'd be the same thing. There's just a foundation missing there. I don't think so, man. It's basically turn-based rugby anyway, <laughs> so it's not that different. You got to catch the ball from behind your head. That looks difficult. Once you caught it, you're doing the same thing he would be doing anyway. Yeah, but he definitely like he'll definitely get into a uniform he'll definitely be on the field just for the uh, yeah do you know just what, for that? the eyes just for the eyes just for the marketing oh, that makes this me is sick. just 100% a marketing thing really this is just sneaky NFL yeah trying to pry eyes from mm. rugby yeah look that at our sucks. product yeah yeah we that actually sucks. have content on the internet <laughs> <laughs> they're pretty they're much better at rugby than that though yeah but it is a much bigger sport you think so that's but, my that's my take on it. That's, that's interesting. Um, I haven't heard that take, which just surprises me because I've heard every other one this week. But you know, I, I was genuinely thinking like good luck to him. And I was thinking as well, there's a lot of Europeans who look down their nose at American sport, which is kind of what I was just doing now, right? Yeah. But it annoys that's me. Exactly but, what you're doing. But you know, shut the fuck up and listen for a second. <laughs> because what I was gonna say is like it annoys me because if he'd have decided he was gonna play tennis, like the recently deceased JPR Williams could have done, like he was a very good tennis player, um, people would have been like, Cool, good luck. But because it's NFL and it's an American sport, people are like, 
Ugh. Why are you doing that? Here. That's disgusting. You Don't you dare come, come back. How dare you not be proud to wear a Wales jersey? Like, if he was playing cricket, everyone would be like, oh, sweet. Louis Rees is going to play cricket. You think you just come over here and eat a hot dog and play <laughs> some NFL boy? <laughs> yeah, so for both sides of it, there's a little bit of arrogance. Like, there's a lot of arrogance from the Europeans going like, "That's a, why are you doing that? You're a yep. traitor. And a lot of Americans going like, he's never going to be good enough. I agree, but... Uh... Yeah, that's my that's my conspiracy take on it. I appreciated that yours was original, to be fair. Yeah, because I was listening to everyone around. I'm like, this is not the conversation we should be having. Yeah. This is an attack. Yeah. This is an NFL marketing attack. On our... On our sport. Sweet little island. Yeah. And little whales. Yeah. I'm going to miss him, though. I'll say that. We are going to miss him. He'll be back in like two years. Yeah, he'll be so. back. He'll be back after the next season. He'll be playing for Racing, he'll, scoring he'll against of, Cardiff, he'll be just a, like Christian Wade. Yeah, he'll spend a year there, and he'll be back. He'll be back in a year. Yeah, right back where he started, and I'm sad because I don't think quite seen the best of him yet. That's another thing. No, but he's only 21 or 22, yeah. so he can waste a year. Fair enough. He's not gonna get injured. No, they wear those big armors, so he'll be yeah. Fine. So he'll like it's he's gonna be under way less like physical stress. Yeah. So, but and he's gonna be doing some like intense training. Just gonna come back with a tan, a lot of money. Yeah, and then play really well. Yeah. All right, I'm excited then. But you know, long you know, to summarize, Wales bad situation. A little bit excited for the future. Mm-hmm. We'll miss Resamit, and I've now decided Faye Waboso is a dirty traitor. That's, yeah. that's everything. Also, that was a question from Levi Lovinator ninety nine. Oh, yeah, he sent us a big a boy question. Levi sixty nine. Yeah, Vate Nash. Yeah. Oh. So, uh, yeah, he sent us an email asking us about that. That so was like, the fact we've answered it in reverse, but we've answered it. Yeah, we did. Yeah, that's what we think about there it. There you go. Yeah, and it was original. Well done, Steve. Uh, another thing, uh, Joe Schmidt. Yes. Let's talk about yes. this. Yes. I'm, yeah, I'm excited for this. Holy fuck. You go first. I've been talking a lot. Um, I was kind of a little let down. They didn't go for an Australian. Yeah. I, I thought, uh, but fuck, getting Joe Schmidt to come over there. Yeah. Fuck. He has a hard job. Mm. I would not want this job. It's a poison chalice, eh? I just don't know. He's, he's a good coach. Yeah. He's smart. He's an overworker. Mm. Like the task he has in front of him. Yeah. Like he's going to like implode. Yeah. Like he's going to have a meltdown. Yeah. End up in like a fucking mental hospital. <laughs> like, cause this is a hard task. Like this is, he easily has the hardest job in, in world, world rugby to make something of the wallabies to like bring it back from what it was. Just this deformed, crippled creature that he's got to nurse back to health. It's in such fucking shambles. Yeah. Like, from the top down. Yeah. Like, I, if he manages to make something of this, Mm. if he, if he makes something of this, yeah, he is the most incredible coach. Yeah. Ever. I'll tell you what I think. Yeah. I was so excited because I've been so down about Australia. And as much as, no, I want them to be good. That we need a good Australia team to keep New Zealand in check, to beat them every once in a while, and to remind them well, that they're human, right? I think everyone's excited. I, it's this is an even the comments I saw online from Australians. This is an like excellent choice. This is an ex- like I was racking my brain like, who do you pick? Kind of checker again, but like this is a perfect choice. He's so mm-hmm. structured. He's so organized. He did such a good job with Ireland. Can't think of a better choice. I didn't think of it, but someone did, and I'm really happy they did. You know, there's just I just I can't. Like I can't comprehend how hard of a task, how hard of a yeah. fucking job like yeah. he has. Because he Eddie Jones burnt a lot of bridges. Yeah, this is right? the toughest job in world rugby. And it is. Yeah, I just I can't even yeah, I can't fathom. I can't even comprehend yeah, it. Yeah, good luck, eh? Yeah, and yeah. the type of guy he is, mm. 
like just how upset of uh, obsessive he is. Yeah, he is micromanaging, isn't he? And he's got like this mountain of problems that he has to sort through. Yeah, it's like walking into like a fucking uh, stadium that's mm. just filled with boxes of paper files, <laughs> and then it's like, "Hey, Schmidt, you have to organize all these." Yeah, but he's the guy to do it, though. Yeah, he is the guy to do it. He, he is loves the guy to do a it. bit of micromanagement. Yeah, he is like a fucking computer, anyways. Yeah, he's gonna so, get Quade Cooper right on that. I'm well excited. Oh, I don't know what he's gonna do. I'm excited. Hopefully, hopefully we'll see, we'll see uh, how it turns out, and then when mm. the championship starts, I can't wait for that too. Yeah, this is gonna be a good one. Yeah, now it oh, is. they've really spiked up the championship. They have. They've made it spicy. New Zealand have got a point to prove after yeah. losing losing in this the World Cup. This is gonna be a spicy it's championship. It's gonna be a good one because yeah, new coach for All Blacks. Yeah. Basically, everyone's kind of like everything's gonna be new. Mm. You know, Razzie's like there, mm. but he's the coach again. But having South Africa as the one constant is a good thing. They're the world champions. Like, come yeah. and knock them off their perch. You know, yeah, that's I think cool. It's a good thing. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of good things about that. So yeah, I'm excited for the uh, rugby championship. Not excited to get up at five a.m., but we'll definitely have to watch it now. I know you're gonna have to do this. I know I'm excited. I want Every to now. year, you've always turned me down. Why don't we just record them? No, you can't watch it not live. Yeah, I'll probably what kind ruin of it. Fucking serial killer, are you? <laughs> you know who doesn't watch sports? You know who watches recording recordings of of, of games? Serial killers. Ted Bundy. <laughs> yeah, Ted watching Bundy. the rugby championship yeah. on TiVo. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> what a freak. Yeah, fucking weirdos do uh, that. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, oh, you're gonna I hate yeah. getting up to watch it, but I will because I'm I'm excited for it. Yeah. Another thing in the news. All right. Gatlin grenades. Swallow. I love swallowing a Gatlin. I love diving on grenades for Gatlin. <laughs> it's a great idea. So Gatlin said um, Welsh team should join the premiership or something to that effect. Yeah. Like I said, I used to be a totally against this idea and I was totally, my Celtic brothers, I will stand with you. Now I'm like, fuck them. Now you just let's, let's, Raboso. Let's just try. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like fucking... I just called him a Jude and I'm like, Raboso, got another England shirt. Yeah, you're like, going over the prayer. I'm coming. I'm coming. <laughs> Grabbing them shoulder yeah. to shoulder. God save our gracious king. Because that's fucking like how <laughs> it feels. It blows my mind that uh, that's actually the mentality. Well, we like playing them because they're our rivals. Like we hate them and we love playing them. That makes perfect sense. The to only me. reason why, like, yeah, because it's just you'd rather lose to England than lose to Ireland. Hundred percent. Because you feel like you shouldn't be losing to Ireland. No, I feel like it's if we do lose to England, and dirty. then we can get one over on them next week. There's a rivalry there, and yeah. it's close. If I live in Cardiff, I can get to Gloucester, Exeter, Bath, Bristol in about forty-five minutes. It's just weird. It's not, but you, you, you wouldn't know because you never experienced that. I just, you know, do you know how, I had do you know how much of a hassle to get from Cardiff to Dublin is to Cardiff to Zebra, Cardiff to Pretoria. Like, give me the English every day. It's much easier. This whole conversation's dumb because what should really happen is mm. it should just all be one league. It should be one mega British what? Isles league, shouldn't it? Yeah, it, that's I think. the real. That's the that's the real thing. Like, what what's the point of having two? Like, I think the English don't want to ha- join because then you know what happens if an English team doesn't win the championship? <laughs> yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, with the that's prem, never happened before. <laughs> with the prem, an English team always wins the championship. Mm. You know, so like, I think, I think it should be one league. Like yeah. look at look at the NFL, NHL, NBA, mm. MLB. There's 30 plus teams yeah. in each of those leagues. And I think that's the future. I think give it 20 years, that'll probably happen because I think eventually South Africa has a big enough population to sustain its own domestic league. 
If France can do it. No, no, keep them in there. Keep them in. Oh, for God's sake. No. Keep them in. Like, okay. The, Stop hating them. They I, make the team. They make I, the teams better. How am I going to raise the quality? Fly to South Africa to watch a game every couple of weeks. I oh can't my God! Stop that. talking about you. You live in Canada, anyways. You're not going to any of those fucking places. But it's it's a hypothetical that I right? like to fantasize you, in. If, all right. If it's all one league. Yeah. Right. You have a lot more games. Yeah. Than the two or three that your fucking team plays in <laughs> South Africa. Okay. Do you know what my problem with the US? It's a mutant freak. It's like one week it's like Italy, Scotland, and Wales, and then next week South Africa showed up, and it's like, can you just relax? Can you be the Pro 12 for a while? Like, it's such a mutant league, and we're like, oh, we're the best league. No, we're fucking not. It's a mess. It's like, hands down the best league. Like, every week is a hammering of a different team, or, like, it's a shit show, and, like... I'm, I, if the Welsh teams are good, you this would be the best team. You're like, man, the USC <laughs> is so fucking good. I, with teary eyes, I remember when <laughs> the Scarlets won it in 17. Yeah, if the Scarlets were doing their Scarlet shit still, you'd be like, fuck yeah, the URC. Well, you know... That's the, where the real rugby's played. Osprey still have got more titles than Munster, so they've got every right to feel like they belong there. But they don't. No one in Wales, and I speak for all Welsh people right now, I don't really, but, you know, we don't want in this league. It's a mutant freak. Get us out. <sighs> embarrassing but yeah i think it should just all be one league yeah just, i agree let's, let's i agree with that there. actually i agree with that as just long as we can cut out the south africans don't need the champions cup just have them all in one league yeah have to have the the omega league omega league i think we're talking about different things i want a league where it's england ireland scotland and wales like a british and irish irons irons lions league i want a league that in, that includes every team mm. that makes sense i want geographical closeness and I th well, I think I think South Africa geographic is fine. It's not geographically. Close. If you look how far, uh, like NBA teams, NFL teams, NHL teams have to travel for games. That's such a Canadian thing to say. It's just as far. That's such a Canadian thing so to say. The, You've the got whole, no concept. The whole travel thing is bullshit. Yeah, you live in a country where a close distance is a nine-hour drive, though. Like we're not used to that. We don't understand yeah. it. We don't so like it. So it sounds like you guys are just being babies. We're not being babies. We're thinking about the environment. You want to burn the planet? <laughs> we'll fly to South Africa. I'm thinking about the environment. All right. Yeah. That's what I'm thinking. And about. it's not like all the teams because they'd be like if you had a team that big, there'd be different divisions. Mm. Some teams wouldn't even play. Yeah. Certain team probably. Do you in, know what? Uh, if all four Welsh regions were relegated into the second division of this hypothetical British and Irish league, I wouldn't give a shit because we'd be close. And the environment would be saved. Yeah, so it's, I don't know, I think it's just time to, like, make it all one big league. I think it will be in 20 years. Uh, yeah, maybe. When we when Wales are back on form. There's a lot of different unions and mm. groups yeah. that have to agree on things, though. That's that the happen. problem, isn't it? That's that is never going to fucking happen. Yeah, that is so true. Like, there's so many people that have to come together and agree on one thing. Yeah. That's fucking never going to happen. Yeah. But it doesn't make sense. Like, yeah, as a North American fan, like, watching sports here, yeah. and I see this, like, like multiple leagues in such a close, like, little tight area. We have like, double... what the fuck is the point here? Like, just make it all one thing. There's, like, 70 million people in the UK. There's 35 million in Canada, so There's 360 that's fucking million people in the United States. Yeah, but you've only got, like, one team in the NBA. Yeah, but we got seven... And the shit. Seven in the NHL. Yeah, but you invented hockey, so. <laughs> yeah. So, like, yeah, that's like... um, It's a know. different kettle of fish. I think you have to have experienced the living in the UK to know... Like, and there's historical rivalries there as well. Like, you know, we have been playing English teams for a hundred years. Yeah. So that rivalry doesn't... It's sad that that's just disappeared. And it's true, you know, we've been playing the Irish teams and the Scottish teams for just as long. Yeah. And I want to keep that. 
but I don't like that we have to go to Italy and South Africa as well. Oh my god. <laughs> I feel bad for the Italians, but you know. Anyway, so we can disagree that URC, mm. best league ever. Mm. <laughs> Whatever. Um, yeah. Another thing I want to talk about, too, that made the news. Steroids? Steroids. Yes. Something we can agree on. Yeah. Steroids bad. Is that Elton Yanti's? I don't think he was taking steroids. Yeah, Elton Yanti's four-year ban, right? Four years. That's mental, isn't it? It's kind of insane. Career's over. Like his career's over. Yeah, 100%. Like he might be able to come back and play. He's coming to the MLR. <laughs> yes, he probably his, will. That's his only hope. Yeah, now. Manon is still going at like forty something, isn't he? So yeah, yeah. It's not I think this is kind of a brutal this four year ban. I think it's more about sending a message, isn't it? And I think they've done this in the past with other players. It's like we, you have to come down so hard on performance enhancing drugs that no one else would even consider it. If you're a human being with a human brain. Mm. And you think that there's a professional athlete out there yeah. that doesn't take steroids? You're that's you're the other fucking thing. idiot. That's the other thing, isn't it? And every it, single when you, when it comes down when you got money involved, yeah. When there's money, you you you're taking every steroids. risk. You're taking you're risk. taking you're doing fucking everything you can because yeah. he's get not the first. Money. He's not the first no. either, right? Every single like how you think fucking Johnny Sexton can play until he's ninety years old? Mm. Like they don't even just—they're not even taking steroids just to like be better players. They're taking steroids to recover. And I think I to think, keep playing. Here's the thing: it's not just steroids, right? People talk about steroids like this big, horrible, evil drug. There's a million other banned substances which will help them recover, which will help them perform better. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's going on in a lot of places, right? Because this guy is destroyed. This guy's life is destroyed. Yeah, it is. Because he got sad, caught actually. doing something that every single other player is doing. Yeah, and. Like, like they take fucking steroids in cycling. Oh, I like, know. Cyclists yeah. get caught fucking doing steroids. <laughs> yeah, the most chill sport. <laughs> yeah, right? So, yeah. like, if they're doing it's it... Like it's like if you like, caught chess players doing steroids, you're like, why? <laughs> yeah, and it's rapid. They're like, everyone's yeah. doing it. It's yeah. all over the fucking place. Yeah. And, like, if it's that bad there... Yeah. It's such a fucking dumb sport. <laughs> like... <laughs> In yeah. macho rugby, yeah. it's going to be fucking everywhere. Where the guys already look like they're on steroids. Yeah. yeah. So it's not, like, I don't know. It's just it's just a waste. It's so like, you feel like he's been scapegoated despite the fact there's probably other people who are also taking they this, They're trying to set yeah. this example. To right? be clear, he wasn't caught taking steroids. It was some kind of stimulant weight loss drug, which is a... It had a steroid in it. Maybe, but yeah. it wasn't, you know, it wasn't... It has like, some sort of hormone shit in it. I yeah. mean, it was a banned substance. So yeah. my point is there's a million different drugs that you could get caught for taking. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. I just it's a waste. It's a it's a mute like the fact what that would, they're trying what would to hide you do then? the fact that they're trying to hide that mm. that every athlete is taking steroids or is doing some sort of steroids, yeah. regardless to be better player yeah. or just to keep playing. Mm. Um a perfect example of this is uh when the UFC mm. brought in the USADA testing and they changed their rules. Explain that to me. What's USADA testing? So they brought in random drug testing and periodical uh, drug testing into the UFC. Okay. So, and then they banned certain things. So there was a guy named Dan Henderson. Mm. He was taking TRT, testosterone replacement therapy. Yeah. Isn't, so that, he, isn't that fine? No. Okay. Not anymore. Okay. It was at one point. But right. They banned it. Okay. And he was a great fighter. Mm -hmm. And he was in his 40s. Mm-hmm. And another player, uh, another fighter, Vitor Belfort. Yeah. Same thing. 
when they brought that new those new bands in, yeah. these guys came back like months later and they looked so frail. <laughs> and uh, oh, Alistair Overeem, like he lost like twenty pounds. They just looked completely different. Yeah, like physically, they just looked completely different, and they were never the same. Yeah. So, like now, everyone's like, "Oh yeah, we did something. We got cheating out." But now you had these really good fighters mm. that can't fight anymore. So you're just saying because take biologically, because biologically. Mm. They can't compete like a like a twenty year old because so they're thir- they're in their thir- late thirties. Yeah, so it's almost ageism. <laughs> like if science is there to, or to, is to it keep taking you... illegal drugs? Because yeah. it's definitely one of them. Yeah, because if you're like it was keeping like because you, if you keep these fighters fighting, mm. yeah, if they were able to keep doing what they were doing. Yeah, you'd have these fighters with tons of experience, right? Still fighting, and you'd have better quality fights. Okay, right. I think you're looking at it from the, the money point of view a bit too much, though, you know? I'm saying if you... Okay, so to dial it back a bit. Yeah. Saying four years is a incredibly long amount of time. That's way too long. What would you do? What's the for, alternative? For a ban? Yeah. What I don't would, know, like a month? Two months? But then everyone would do it. A month is nothing. They're already all doing it anyways. That's the point. That's the whole <laughs> fucking point of it. They're all doing it anyways. So what the fuck... Like, is the point of banning someone for four years? Mm, I think it's, it's like, to send a message. He, to whom? To the other guy. But he's doing it anyways. <laughs> well, maybe the be only really thing, careful now. The only thing that Elton did wrong... Surely they was get, get tested was he regularly. Got caught. Yes, but they it's t- 2023. Mm, they've been... Like, athletes have been taking... No, 2024. <laughs> so, fuck. So, they've been taking... St- like, people have been taking steroids since, like, what? The 60s, 70s when it really got prevalent in sports okay so you got like what 50 60 years yeah of people learning how to hide it learning how to hide it right right and these guys know when and and when not to take it so his only fuck up was yeah that he got caught yeah right so there's no message to be sent i guess i would need to know more about the testing procedure i would need to know genuinely how many people actually taking stuff because all of them all of them it's insane to think that they're not i mean i there's, there's not a, a single. There's a, there's a part think, of my monkey brain that believes you. You think but Tom there's... Brady's playing professional, the highest level of football, like at forty fucking seven or I don't know how old. Maybe he was. I'm naive and I think that if you do your stretches, you'll be fine. Yeah, your body can't keep up, Mine's especially doing all right. the the punishment that these guys go under. Yeah, like they need that kind of stuff to keep going. And I want these players. You're gonna have. Mm. Uh, that's why you can have these like really good players playing into the late 30s early 40s yeah and it's better for us it's better for the fans because mm. now we get to see our favorite players mm. play longer yeah right Maybe, do you ever hear that idea and it was like let's have an olympics let's have two separate olympic categories right mm-hmm. one is where you don't take any drugs and the other one is like you take whatever the fuck you want yeah and we just see like human mutants com- doing like five second hundred meter sprints and stuff and they're see, just like the, juiced up to the eyeballs i would watch that the thing is is you're already watching that the, the only thing is they're, is they're not taking steroids mm. during the But, but imagine they could just take as much as they want because they're probably having to take controlled amounts to be At really careful. Times. If you just like, just take whatever the fuck yeah. you want for the six month period we're going to be in the Olympics and then all of a sudden we just see these mutants destroy every record ever. I want to see that. If the science yeah, is there, cool. why not use it? Yeah. Well, because it could kill you because they're dangerous. And, uh, well, the only reason why it's dangerous, the most dangerous thing about it is that since it's like illegal, mm. yeah. right? There's no c- communication about it. Right. So everyone's doing it behind closed doors. So they don't have education about how to use it safely. Yeah. So if it was regulated, mm. if it was, if these athletes were allowed to do this, you would have like 
a ton more resources to not abuse this to is not die this is kind of like the general you'd save lives you'd save lives this is like the general illegality of drugs in society kind of talk though isn't it because when they decriminalized it in portugal the rate of addiction plummeted like yeah, but steroids not a, a, an addictive drug it's also like you're not going to become a steroid addict you're not going to be like a, you're not going to be start doing steroids mm. and then you're like uh stealing money out of your mom's purse to buy steroids because you just you need that hit like this is a completely different thing but i think you get obsessed with your self-image enough to want to keep taking it though right like you get used to a certain physique you'd be like this is pretty sweet like i keep doing it but like these athletes like look at these athletes are getting caught athletes get caught taking steroids Mm. they're not like these like buff machine dudes right right so like look at lance armstrong yeah well he was caught (laughs) EPO was the substance he was on. I read this whole book about it. That was like a bl- blood oxygen enhancer. And uh, it's, ex- yeah. So I don't think he was trying to, we were good. All right. All right, we're back. Sorry, just uh, Frank's fucking plugins in his house. We got so intense, you destroyed my electricity. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, that's my thought on the steroids thing. I could kind of get a little heated on that. I, you got some thoughts on this, eh? I just think it's just a stupid like this whole idea that there's clean athletes and dirty athletes yeah is dumb okay and it's 2024 you got that right <laughs> it's time to drugs. like get real yeah and yeah you you it'd be healthier for the athletes if they could openly take this stuff mm. and if they do it in out in the open then mm. you're just gonna have more eyes and better mm. communication right for a safer way to do it yeah i need to ponder what you've told me i'm not sure i agree but Four years is a long time. Yeah, because you have that head in the clouds where you think like, Everyone's there's no innocent. way Alwyn Jones would take steroids. There's nothing wrong with being an a little angel. bit naive. Yeah, yeah. He's the king of Wales. I'm not accusing him of anything. Yeah, all right? But he also wasn't, you can't just fucking play rugby into your 100 yeah. without any help. He was trying though. Yeah. He, he was. was trying. Yeah. I uh, bet you anything, if we really opened up those doors too, you probably you could probably see a guy like Alwyn Jones because then they would really put a lot of money in research that stuff you'd probably see guys like that play into their mid 40s maybe even 50s jeez that just sounds cruel though doesn't it yeah i don't know some guys would want to do it it's like one of those sad bears in the zoo in the victorian era where they're like poking <laughs> it with a stick and getting it drunk and like keep going <laughs> dance for me all right last thing you want to talk about we want to do a fan question yeah we got a fan question here yeah phil ginger snap blaster 57 <laughs> poor jill phil jill phil ginger <laughs> bastard poor guy <laughs> he asked uh... What are thoughts on on Wayne Smith being the performance director for the All Blacks and the Blackburns? So this is the women's, the Blackburns World Cup winning coach, right? Yes. Yeah. This guy, I didn't know mm. that he got appointed that. Yeah. So this kind of changed how I thought the All Blacks were going to go. Yeah. Because I felt like the All Blacks were going to be good. I thought um, <sighs> Razor, fuck, what's his name? Scott Robertson. Scott Robertson was yeah. going to have a kind of a rough start and stuff like that. Yeah. But this fucking guy now that they have, he's like in a in a little perch watching over everything he's now. He's greasing all the wheels already. Yeah. This yeah. guy's incredible. I mean, you know, I'm a, I'm a women's rugby coach. So obviously, I'm not going to say anything like it doesn't translate to men's rugby. I've seen the way people coach women and men's rugby, admittedly at an amateur level. But it's not vastly different, right? I mean, it's not it's not different at all, actually, right? Like, so I don't see how this is a bad thing. And you know, they've already got Scott Robertson, who's gonna be good. I don't care what you think; he's gonna be good. 
and you're adding this guy who's, as far as I can see, an incredibly successful coach. Everything he touches, I think he had a stint with the All Blacks. He was actually the head coach of the All Blacks in 2000, 2001. Oh, I didn't know that. And uh, it didn't really go well. That, oh, okay. The only thing on his record that's kind of a blip. Was coaching the All Blacks. Chief. Just, just for that. But listen to this. Yeah. So he goes, he goes to the Chiefs. He wins yeah. two titles. Goes yeah. to the All Blacks for like two years. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't really work out. Right. And then he goes uh, off. Then he goes to the. Yeah. No. Sorry. He goes to the Crusaders and gets. He goes to the Crusaders and takes two. I'm trying to read my notes about this guy. Yeah. So he goes like. Uh, yeah. He goes to Crusaders. Two titles. Yeah. And then he's All Black coach for two years. Doesn't work out. Yeah. Then he goes to the Saints. Yeah. Then he goes back to the All Blacks, 2011 mm. champs. Goes to the Chiefs, wins a champion title. Back to the All Blacks, 2015. Then he goes to the Kobe Steelers, yeah. wins two titles there, right. back to back. Okay. Then he takes over the Black Ferns, yeah. wins the World Cup there. That's really impressive. My only question is, why does he keep leaving if he's so good? Uh, maybe he's an opportunist. It's like Eddie Jones. He knows he's going to get bad eventually, so he's got to like, just leave. Well, he goes from, if you look at it, he goes from a super rugby team to the All Blacks. Yeah, natural progression. Where he was like let go, Yeah, essentially. Right. And then he goes back to a super rugby team to the All Blacks. Yeah. And he was there for a while. Like He does two pretty long stints with the All Blacks. Okay. So, like, he does, he does, he does a spell there yeah. for both of them. Mm. And now that he's back in, I think this is a huge... Uh, boost for the All Blacks. This is actually scary. I always, there's first, a lot of good minds, like especially him. Yeah, on there, like looking after that team now. Him being the performance director for the Black Ferns, also, I don't know how that's going to work out. Well, it sounds like it's not as hands-on a job with any one specific team, and it sounds like he's an incredible innovator. Like, he comes up with new ways to play the game. Mm -hmm. Why not apply that to both teams he's working with, right? I just worry that he's going to focus on one more than the other. I mean, I think overall though, you like, I'm first of all I was really excited to see Scott Robertson coach the All Blacks, and now, it feels like New Zealand are pulling everything good they've got together into one place to me. You yeah, know? I And I don't think that's a bad thing. I just think that, like, I think both teams deserve their own performance director. Oh, I see. That's what I'm trying to get at. Mm. Like, the Black Ferns need someone fully focused on them. Right. The All Blacks need well, someone fully head, focused on them. That's what the head coach will be. Yeah. So, I don't even know who the Black Ferns coach is. I think their story as well, where they weren't expected to win that last World Cup, and they did, Yeah, was a hell of a story. And yeah. he was responsible for that as a coach. Yeah. So... <sighs> I, th I th because they know him and what he does. I don't see it as being like he's not giving him an as much of his time as he could because they're still going to have a head coach as well, and they've got Wayne Smith who they know and they trust, and he's going to add some tips and extras to what they're already doing, mm -hmm. and he's going to be doing that to the All Blacks who've already got a full time dedicated excellent coach. I don't see how this is a bad thing. I just the All Blacks are such a big product, yeah, an important product. In, yeah, uh, in New Zealand, it's New really Zealand, effing important, right? I could just see someone easily putting more of their focus mm. there. Yeah, when the Black Ferns need it just as much, they got a hefty task. Yeah, the you know women's rugby as well is is going places. Yeah, so they have the Lions coming up in a few in a few years. New Zealand like, want to hold on to that title. They better be innovative. Yeah, you know, and they deserve someone for them. Fair enough.
yeah. I, I just, I don't know if they're just like throwing, I just don't know. Like, hopefully I'm wrong. Mm. And he does like put his full attention on both. I don't know how you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. Cause like I said, I, I feel like it's two different things. Right. Uh, and, uh, it might be cutting. I think it might be cutting the black for, uh, black friends a little short. Yeah. That's what I think. So go, we'll just, you know, we'll share a coach. But well, they're not sharing a, a coach, though. They've they're each sharing got their a director. Own. They've, they've each got their own coach, so I don't. I think they'll be fine. It feels to me just like New Zealand is finally not finally because they've always had good coaches and good staff, unless you think Ian Foster was shit, which some of them do. Mm-hmm. I think it feels to me like they're kind of pooling all their good stuff together into one place. They're saying we are New Zealand rugby. Here's a pot of good shit. Let's see what happens. Scott Robertson and Wayne Smith, kind of at the helm. There's a lot of sm- like I said. There's a lot of smart eyes. Yeah, like yeah. on this team now. That's right. Yeah, it feels so, kind of like that laboratory thing you were talking about with the NFL. It's just like let's tweak every single dial so it's as high as it can be. Right? Yeah, because I think now, yeah, with that in place too, like all the coaching they need is there. Yeah, it's up to the players now. Yeah, and I think because they've had some significant retirements in the All Blacks, like the men's All Blacks mm-hmm. team, like that's. They've always they're always going to have talent, right? But like losing Aaron Smith, like I was saying a few weeks ago, as much as people talk about Antoine Dupont being the best player in the world, like Aaron Smith for me was the best nine in the world. Yeah, right? he was better than Antoine Dupont at playing nine. Yeah, and losing him is a big fucking deal. Yeah, so they're going like totally losing a bit of a of a generation of talent. Mm-hmm. Um, but then you, I, I, if Scott Robertson coaching anyone, they're going to be good. That's why this rugby championship is going to be amazing. Joe Schmidt with Quay Cooper. <laughs> New yeah. Zealand with something to prove and yeah. these like laboratory coaches going at it uh, it's and then coming for the South African champion I don't care about Argentina they'll be whatever but yeah, I mean I do care about them but they're not going to threaten I can't see them threatening yeah. New Zealand mm. South Africa. But I haven't got a professional team it didn't matter before no didn't matter for the last five years and they got some big they, wins but over they, pu- they punched above their weight but they're they not going to win a rugby championship is what I'm saying they might win no, a couple no they games. won't win the rugby championship they but they, they're going to they're going to take some scalps they might take an Australian scalp I yeah think... maybe New Zealand no maybe South Africa no. I think Cheka beat everyone when he was there I think he did think yeah he did. and they didn't right, have yeah. a professional team mm, true COVID might have skewiffed it but yeah so yeah anyway and I think that's uh... that's what we got that's it. I'm going to drink again next time. That was spicy. Yeah, we need to start drinking more. Yes. What the fuck are these guys doing? <laughs> Anyways, if you guys want to reach us. You accused Alwyn Jones of taking steroids was my highlight. It's like hammer drug. He takes fucking steroids. So does everyone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, if you guys want to reach us, you can yeah. reach us at the friends of rugby pod at gmail.com. Yes. All right. Nos Have a good night, friends. Mm-hmm.